Holy crap! It's already time for yet another bullshit podcast! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another wild, crazy, exciting, splendiferous episode of yet another bullshit podcast. I almost said the Steam Machine podcast. My name is Dalton, and joining me as always is my good buddy, the bearded bastard himself. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? That's Jeremy. And yeah, dude, how are you, how are you this week? How are you? It's been a wild week. We'll get to some of the wildness later, but it's, like for you, how are you, sir? I'm uh, ugh, as you can tell, I'm tired, but that's like my life now. It seems like so way back when, before I got uh, before I bought the store, I had health insurance. I did a sleep study, so I have sleep apnea, fairly fairly bad. But I never went back into got an actual CPAP machine before. My health insurance ran out, so I'm just deal, just living with sleep apnea. Basically, even if I get eight nine hours of sleep without waking up, I'm still tired as shit because I'm choking to death for like half the night. So, you know, I I've been curious about that because I've been having this issue recently where I haven't been able to sleep for longer than like three or four hours at a time, oh, yeah. and I'll have dreams, and in my dreams I can't breathe. Like, it's hard for me to catch a breath, and it makes me wonder if I'm having sleep apnea and don't realize it. I, I don't know, Possibly. but I sleep on my stomach, though. Like, does that affect things, or is it... I don't know. I don't uh, know how it works. <laughs> I've never had that issue, but I'm sure it's different for every person. Um, Yeah, like, have you ever fallen asleep, like, sitting in your chair, sitting on the couch, and just, like, and, like, choked yourself awake, basically? Not that I can remember. Okay. Um, See, that happens to me a lot. And suppose my understanding of sleep apnea is your throat actually like closes while you're asleep. Like the muscles just relax and close. And then like it wakes you up just or wakes your body up just enough to, you know, pull those muscles back out so you can breathe. Um, so basically what a CPAP machine is, is it blows air up your nose and down your throat to keep your throat o- open while you're sleeping my stepdad has a cpap machine i I tried it on one time and i honestly don't know like it would take a while for me to get used to it because it's like a thing that goes over your nose but dude imagine taking like two cans of compressed air like computer duster like sticking the nozzles up your nose and just pulling both triggers that's kind of what it felt like like it was well it was completely jarring let me tell you right now you take a the can of compressed air and you shoot it up your nose if you inhale it oh the, the world is going to get real fuzzy and you're just going to start hearing i hate that i know that but i do <laughs> it's also always- it's going to choke you to death because of that bitterant they put in it because i'll have oh. i'll be using it at the store cleaning some of these dirty ass consoles out and that shit will like just build up in the air and i'll breathe it in tastes jesus awful. fucking christ it's so bad it tastes awful bro yes. um yeah 
it's funny when I hang out with people that I know have what they like around here, they call it duster. You're doing yeah. duster. I know oh, people yeah. who have done it because I can be sitting at a party or something and I'll just start making that noise. And I'll see that people start looking around and I'm like, yep, yep. <laughs> I can pick them out of a crowd. Um, it's my dad. Like he has a thing where like when he and you know, my dad likes to drink and when he's had a few too many, when he goes to sleep, dude, he snores hard fucking oh, core. Yeah. And there are times that I'll be like getting a drink or something and I can hear him because he sleeps on the couch in the living room for some reason. And he'll yeah. and wake up and but he it, it doesn't happen to him as much when he sleeps with his oxygen machine. Yeah. But he doesn't he can't he says that he just can't. Uh, get comfortable with the idea of the CPAP machine on his face, so he just uses oh, this yeah. little oxygen thing. Yeah, the CPAP, like it, like I said, it's a thing that straps on your head, so it's definitely uncomfortable. Like I know most people who use them will like unconsciously knock them off their face while they're asleep because it's just, dude, doing the sleep study fucking sucked too because they had like wires all attached to my chest, my face, and everything. They had two of those like oxygen hose things in my yeah. nose like dude this i swear i don't think i hardly slept any that night because it was just so fucking hard to get comfortable with all that shit on i i do have a buddy of mine though um who's a manager on the independent wrestling circuit who swears by his cpap machine though he says that he actually gets like restful sleep now oh yeah i mean i'd love to try one just because like i can't imagine what it would be like to wake up in the morning and actually have energy because i don't drink coffee i don't uh you know do cocaine uh don't do anything that like stimulates me so other than you know working out taking creatine taking a multivitamin that's all i really do and i just don't ever have any fucking energy to get shit done i'll get random spurts like the other night um about a week ago we had a really bad storm come through and it took some big ass branches down in my yard and uh had to be friday night i was like about eight o'clock i'm like you know what i'm gonna go clean that shit up and i went out there and dude just started fucking slinging big ass uh branches and stuff out into the woods just trying to get that shit cleaned up but like just random spurt of energy i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna utilize this while i have it bro i know exactly what the fuck you're talking about i'll be i'll go in the living room and be like is there anything y'all need done and my mom will be like well, there's like a couple things I can think of, but I mean, I'm not worried about it. And I'm like, well, uh, you, we need to take advantage of this. Like, I'm feeling like a lazy piece of shit and I need to go do something. So we should take advantage okay. of this. You should give me things to do while I feel like this. Because yep. I don't always feel like this. <laughs> exactly. It's like, let me get the shit done. Like, I'll do that with dishes and laundry and shit. I'll be like, all right, I'm going to get some laundry done. I will put it in the washer. I will set like a timer on my phone for when it's going to be done in the washer. Put it in the dryer. As soon as it's done, take it and fold it and hang the shirts up and stuff. Because I'm like, if I take a break from it, it's going to sit in the fucking dryer for two or three days. Yeah. So it's like, let me go ahead and just get the shit done now. I am um, the fucking worst about folding clothes. See, that's how my ex was. She would not fold. She would just have the shit in a basket and go. But, like, I'm the type of person that I take it in the room. I'm like, fuck it. Let me go ahead and get this done. Put the shit where it goes. And then I don't have to worry about it anymore. So, uh, man, I'm, I have drawers that I don't even use. Like, I, I just, I, I live out of the hamper because I just have my clean clothes and stacks and I just get what I need. See, but, I, I've got to put my shit away where it goes. It's OCD or something. I don't know. It's got to, got to be put away. 
like I keep my socks separated in the sock drawer, like ankle socks and crew socks. Cause that way, if I'm wearing shorts, I can just go grab a pair of ankle socks. I don't have to dig around and look for them. Yeah. So, but yeah, other than that, let's see, what have I done this week? Uh, not much really. Um, working, sleeping. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, think, I don't think I've done anything like, uh, my kids started summer camp this week, so I've been, you know, taking him to summer camp in the mornings and going to the gym. But other than that, it's just been a pretty average week. How about you? Uh, it's it's been interesting. It's been interesting. I've uh, been having some interesting conversations. Uh, and I, you know, two things. One, there's a game that I'm gonna bring up, but I'll touch on that in a second. Um, I've been recently on this like fascination kick with uh slang uh lingo just different types of terms used throughout the years um and what has stuck around and what hasn't you know what i mean and like i'm not going to go into it super deep because i'd like to do more research into it before i actually like come on here and talk talk about it but like for instance i have a buddy of mine who still says the word groovy He'll be like groovy or gravitational, man. You know, he still says that to this day. Um, and that was like a 70s thing. Whereas almost nobody that I know goes far out, man. You know, it's like that kind of oh, yeah. died off a little bit. So it just interests me what terms stood the test of time. Does that make sense? Like one of them to me, that's kind of middle ground because it's not said a lot, but there are still a lot of people who say it is rad. Yeah. Like the 80s, just like, oh, that's fucking rad. I say rad all the time. But like, I, yeah, like I say it, but yeah, it's not something that's in the mainstream like lexicon. Yeah. A lot of people don't say it anymore, but there are a lot of people who still say it, if that makes sense. Well, for, okay, that's a good example. Rad still hangs around. Tubular. You really don't hear yep. tubular at all. No. You know, but that was like big with surfers, you know, and back. It's oh, just, yeah. I don't know. That kind of shit just interests the fuck out of me. Like, I love language. Well, well let me ask you this. What is one of what is one of your favorite like modern slang terms? Like for me, for some reason, I love the word yeet. Like <laughs> yeet? my fucking kid, when he was six, he got in this thing of just being like, yeet. And he fucking loves it. And like, it's it's funny to me. It's like, you know, even uh call of duty Warzone. there's a thing now where you can like do finishers on people when you down them and one of them is you can like grab them by the collar and just fucking spin and just chunk them out a window or some shit and there's <laughs> some dude that does tiktok videos where he just yells yeet whenever he throws people around the room uh i don't know if it's my favorite but it's the one that i absolutely use the most is girl same yeah like I say that the dudes and like and and chicks. I just don't care. It's just one that I use all the time. It's like that gif is so easy to just pop in. Uh, oh yeah. So like it's probably that. Um, I don't know. I use fucking a a lot. Oh fucking a. Yeah, but I feel like fucking a was a nineties thing, and it's just that's, like that's it's it stood the test of time. <laughs> like I said, I'm gonna look more into it. You know, and we can have oh, yeah. a whole expose on language because i don't know i love that shit but uh so i picked up this game have you ever heard of like m dickey he's a game developer no okay so he started off making like phone games does does the m stand for my my dickey (laughs) my dickey (laughs) i've heard of him (laughs) he's a short little bastard with a bad attitude (laughs) my dangling 
Um, That's something that didn't stay in the test of time. I remember as a kid singing the fucking my dingling song ding-a-ling. all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, no, it's Matt Dickey actually, and he uh he started making phone games back in the day. It was like there was one that was like a prison simulator, and then he did oh. wrestling games, and they were interesting. Uh, you know, as phones got better, like the games, you know, improved and things like that. But like, it went from a 2D wrestling game to a 3D wrestling game. Anyway, long story short, he ended up doing a version that's now available on Steam called Wrestling Empire, right? Oh, yeah. So I bought it um, the other day. It was on sale. And you would, I am torn on how you would feel about it. And I'm also torn on how Nate and Willie would feel about it because it doesn't look great, right? It yeah. looks better than in the N64 wrestling games. But I say, like, does, it, does it look better than uh, the AEW game? Uh, I was going to make a joke that it's on par with that, but I'll say that hopefully the AEW game ends up coming out a little more polished because it'll be a studio-developed game and not developed by yeah. one dude. <laughs> but it's got... Okay, so it's got more polished than Nintendo 64 games, but I've seen some PS2 wrestling games that look better. Yeah. Like, does that make sense? Like, okay, so it's like, you know, that kind of graphics. Um, but the simulation in it is so fucking fun. Like, uh, how do I, how do I explain? Um, it's, it plays a lot like, uh, No Mercy and, oh, yeah. you know, that, the, the WCW game on 64 that I can't think of. I know Willie and Nate are both screaming it at me. Probably World Tour or, Revenge. Revenge. Yeah, that's what it was. It was Revenge is the one I'm thinking of. Um, It plays a lot like those. But, dude, so in the WWE 2K games, one thing that always bothers me, okay, if you're by the ropes and you, like, German suplex a guy, it scoots y'all forward so the guy can land on the mat in the ring, right? Yeah. In Wrestling Empire, if you grab a dude in German suplex him near the fucking ropes, as you said, you yeet his ass out of the fucking nice. ring, right? Nice. So I had this moment. There's two moments I'm going to bring up. Okay, so the first one was me and the great Kali, I think it was, was fighting. And I created my guy Blade that I always, my first created character in all my wrestling games, I always make Blade first. Um, so his manager was uh, Mr. Fuji. So on the outside of the ring, Mr. Fuji's walking around and he walks by this, the timekeeper's table. Not the announcer table, but like the timekeeper table. Yeah. And me and Great Kali are fighting, and Great Kali like goes to do something to me, and I somehow reversed it, grabbed him around his neck, lifted him up, and again yeeted his ass, and he went over the turnbuckle, so like up and over the turnbuckle, landed into his manager, and they both crashed through the table, and I was like, that was nice. fucking amazing. <laughs> so there are differing levels of injuries in this game, right? Like you can get injured, and you'll be out for a couple weeks or whatever. So yeah. I'm fighting. Uh, the great Sasuke and he ends up doing something to me and I flew out of the ring and landed and my guy lets out this blood curdling scream and my fucking health goes from all green to red and just draining and I'm like oh that can't be good so I limp my way back into the ring he goes to like do a move to me I counter into a calf crusher which is a leg submission and I got him to tap out and I win and I limp to the back and it after the match, it comes up on the little splash screens. It gives splash screens. It gives you, and it's like Blade has suffered. Hold on, I have it. I have a screenshot of it because I wanted to talk about it. So let me pull this up really quick. There it is. 
Blade sustained an extremely serious injury in that match and was rushed to the hospital where it's feared he may be paralyzed. His wrestling career is almost certainly over. Ouch. So he ended up regaining his feeling and he had a shattered foot and was out for 14 weeks. But like, apparently it's an absolute thing in this game that your dudes can just get paralyzed and they're fucking done. (laughs) Jesus. So I'm like, oh, wow. Uh, I ended the career of Sergeant Slaughter on accident. Um, I, I we were fighting or something, and I like DDT'd him onto the stairs and broke his neck, and he was just like, <laughs> he's done. Yeah, it's insane. It's such a fun fucking game. I've put in like 20, well, you know, my Steam says like 30-something hours, but I've fallen asleep uh-huh. with it on twice now. But it's I've put in like 20 hours into this game since I bought it. It's a fucking blast, dude. Just... There are matches that are explosive matches, and there's just bundles of dynamite everywhere around the ring. (laughs) And you hit each other, they just boom, and everybody takes a stupid amount of damage. I had a 10-man over-the-top battle royal explosives match that it just randomly put me in in the career mode, and I was like, this is fantastic. I fucking love this so much. (laughs) Oh, it's it's fucking, it's great, dude. Um, Other than that, we wrapped up. We we beat Yakuza Zero. The game's fucking fantastic. I think I said that last week. Uh, highly yeah, I recommend say, like, to anybody. I just finished listening to that show this morning, and uh, yeah, I really want to play that game now. But it's like you can't find physical copies anywhere, and it's like twenty bucks digitally on uh, Xbox. So uh, keep an eye out because I know it's on sale on Steam right now for the summer yeah. sale. So maybe Xbox or you know PlayStation or one of the two. I think you're more of an Xbox guy that it would, it might go on sale eventually, but dude, it's fucking fun. It's so ridiculous. It's just, it's a blast. Um, If you would like to hear me talk more about that, go check out the steam machine podcast. Hey, plugs. Um, So our first topic that we have written down, uh, I'm pizza places, delivery fees. I'm curious as to what you, so so this is something that pissed me off the other day and I kind of went on a mini rant about it to a couple people. Uh, so I ordered Pizza Hut, um, me and my buddy at the store, right? Mm-hmm. Go to check out. There's a delivery fee of $5.50 on this order. I'm sitting there like, you know, that's not a tip. Yeah. I was like, so say crazy world, these delivery guy- drivers are making $10 an hour. That's not happening, but let's just say it is. No, oh, yeah, it's not happening at all, but yeah, continue. <laughs> $10 an hour, say they're working a six-hour shift. So that's 60 bucks they're getting paid for that six hours. In that six hours, if they make 12 deliveries, that's what, that's over the $60. So Pizza Hut has actually profited over top of the salary they're paying this delivery person. The delivery person's not getting any of that money extra. I think that's fucking horseshit that these places are expecting customers to pay their employees for them. And like I said, that's saying at $10 an hour, I found out a couple years ago, Pizza places have something called dual pay, where if you're a delivery driver for these pizza places, if you're working in the restaurant, you're making minimum wage. But if you're driving, doing deliveries, you're getting basically what wait what waitresses and waiters make, which here is like two fourteen an hour or something. So what these pizza places will do is they'll hire you, saying, "Oh yeah, we pay you know eight dollars an hour." You get hired, you start there, and they go, by the way, when you're in your car driving, you're going to make $2 an hour, and then they basically throw deliveries at you all night to keep you in the car so they don't have to pay you the full rate of pay. 
Yeah. So then look at that as, say, a five-hour shift, and you're in the car the whole time, so you're burning your gas and shit, wearing your tires out, putting miles on your car, and you made $10 that night. Meanwhile, the first two deliveries you made, Pizza Hut made $11. So, yeah, like that's that seems like it should be illegal to me. I have uh, some semi-personal experience with this. So it was probably, it was a good while ago now, um, 2014, 2015, somewhere around there. I worked for a, a place in Gainesville called Midnight Cookie Company. Oh, yeah. Or, no, I'm sorry. It was called Midnight Cookies. And um, I was a delivery driver, and I got paid like three fifteen an hour plus tips. Um, but I was delivering milk and cookies to high and drunk college kids. We Jesus. opened up at six o'clock in the a- no four o'clock in the afternoon, and we were open till three o'clock at night, right? Um, or it might have been six to three. It was one of the two. Anyway, um, dude, the tips. I would get done with a shift, and I would have enough money to get a pack of cigarettes and enough gas to get me home. Yep. And then I would have to borrow money for gas to get back to work. It was fucking brutal, dude. Oh yeah. And then I quit because it wasn't worth it, and. The person was like, oh, well, we were getting ready to move you into kitchen permanently, but okay, if you're going to quit, that's fine. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. okay, bullshit. It's, it's always funny. They're always going to do that when you're ready to leave. Yeah. Like, they don't give a fuck the whole time you're there, but yeah, once you're ready to leave, oh, you were just about to get a promotion. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, it's fucked, man. Like, I understand it. I would more appreciate that if like that money went straight to the driver, like that wouldn't bother oh, yeah. me as much, but then, uh, but I don't know. Uh, I think that the delivery fee here for Domino's, I don't think it's quite $5. I think it's like two fifty or something like yeah, that. Most places but, are like two fifty, maybe three twenty five, three fifty. But yeah, I saw a pizza hut when we ordered the other day it was five fifty, which is fucking absurd to me. That's a hell of a charge, dude. And I could understand it. If pizza hut was supplying, vehicles for the delivery drivers to use that money's going to you know maintaining the vehicles putting gas in them shit like that but it's not because you have to drive your own car that's the part that fucks that's fucking me over with it is literally all pizza hut has to pay for that delivery person is their hourly wage which like i said even if it was ten dollars an hour if they make two deliveries an hour pizza hut's in the green with that delivery fee you know what you're you're on to something there so many fucking businesses have company cars why do and obviously i know pete that would be expensive for pizza hut but if they could have like one to two delivery trucks you know what i'm saying that people yep. could use and then if they need more than that then compensate the people for using their own vehicle yep there are ways that that company makes enough fucking money oh yeah you know what i mean any of the that's what i'm places. saying is that 550 is covering more than that driver's pay for the day that's not including the profit they're making off the actual food and shit so yep. and then when you tip that driver he has to report that to pizza hut so that they can take taxes and shit out of that too so yeah the whole that whole system just bugs the shit out of me and i really feel like something should be done about it i've seen my buddy and i don't know how often he does this but he'll somebody will deliver pizza or whatever and they'll stand there and have like a quick little conversation. Oh, yeah. And if and if the person's nice, he'll go, okay. He goes, here's here's seven dollars or whatever. You know, here's your tip, yep. right? And then he'll be like, and here's a ten dollar bill. Stick this in your wallet and don't tell them I gave this to you. <laughs> yep, I've done stuff like that before. Like uh, 
my old job, we would go, uh, I went a few times training in uh, Indiana and Ohio. Well, the plant would be like 15%. That's all you can, they would comp, they would compensate us for what we spent while we were there. So they tell us like 15% tip. That's it. That's all you can do. So I would leave 15% exactly on the receipt. And then I would tell, hand the waitress or whatever. I'd be here. Here's like five bucks, 10 bucks extra or whatever. The company will only pay for this, but I don't, I want to give you more than that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then I always respect when, like when things like that happen, because it's like, I remember the days of doing those deliveries when my tip was $2 and here, take a puff at his joint real quick. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I appreciate the buzz, dude, but this isn't going to help me in the long run. I, yeah. But, yeah. Dude, what can you do? My, when I had the money, when I was working at the plant making decent money, I'd go out to lunch on my days off and stuff. Like, I remember going to Mellow Mushroom one time, and I ordered just, like, the cheese bread that they had. That's just what I ate. So my bill came up to, like, $7. So I left, like, 15 I'm like... I don't think because my bill was $7, that waitress should only get, you know, like, what? Two bucks. A dollar in tip. Yeah, like, no. I left, like, 15 bucks. So, like, uh, anywhere else I went to eat, it would have cost me about 15 bucks. Like, here. You know, she's working a lunch shift during a weekday, probably not making a ton of money. So, fuck it. I I had the extra money. Just fucking leave a bigger tip. Yeah. Man fucking mellow mushroom dude there used to be one in gainesville it was so goddamn good and then they mellow mushroom it. is amazing as long as you eat the food hot and fresh if you take the pizza home and try to like warm it up later it's not as good no oh man well i know they're, they're my dad's music store was like three or four doors down from the mellow mushroom so we'd nice. order a pizza and then go grab it and bring it back and eat it and it was oh, oh, yeah. so good their there dough was, is so like trying to think of the right word for it it's just so good yeah dude also have you ever been to a place there was a place in gainesville i think it's closed now too it was called schlotsky's i've heard of it but i've never been to it so it's like a deli schlotsky's deli is what it's called and they had really good sandwiches and soups and stuff you could get like fresh bread but they had pizza that they would do that and i can't describe to you like the texture and flavor of this bread but it was so fucking good dude oh my god like my mouth is salivating right now thinking about it and i've never been able to find anybody that made pizza like that again it was like sourdough bread pizza or something like that it was just super good dude i don't know if you have them down there um i know courtney would know what i'm talking about uh have you ever heard of fazoli's dude there there used to be a lot of fazoli's around a lot of them closed but yeah there used to be a bunch of them i remember the big tomato Oh yeah, I fucking love Fazoli's. For anyone who doesn't know Fazoli's, it's a fast food Italian restaurant, but they give you like unlimited like half baked breadsticks, so they're really chewy. God damn, it's so fucking good. But like the closest one to me, if it's still open, is Fayetteville, which is like a good hour and a half, hour and forty five minute drive. But dude, when I went to Indiana and uh, Ohio, I'd go to training, and I used to date a girl from Indiana, so we'd go like once a year and visit dude i would eat fazoli's like every fucking day like i remember going training and i was like i'm going to get fazoli's and now other people like we don't want that i'm like that's fine i'll take the car or i'll get an uber or something i'm going to eat at fazoli's (laughs) like all the fucking time dude i I thought about trying to open one here but it was like the franchise fee was like 10 or twenty thousand dollars but you had to have 
$250,000 in liquid assets and another $750,000 in non-liquid. I'm like, dude, if I had a million dollars, I wouldn't want to open a goddamn fast food restaurant with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, dude. I think around here, Fazoli's ended up like being replaced with like Olive Garden. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, like, Olive Garden's gone downhill to me. Like, I just, I'm dude, not I a huge fan an, of them anymore. I haven't been to an Olive Garden in over 10 years. At least. Like, this little fucking boring-ass town that I live in has so little choice. And then when we go to Gainesville and places like that, it's like we have these specific restaurants that are really fucking good. Uh, I will say, when me and my dad went to New York, uh, we were hanging out with my brother and his wife. She was really excited to try. She wanted to go to the Olive Garden in Times Square. Oh, yeah. Because it's it's a two-story Olive Garden. Like, it's fucking huge. And uh, there was, like, a two-and-a-half-hour wait. And we were like, nah. What? And she was like, ah, oh, well, me and Christopher can come another time. We're not going to make you guys wait. You know, that's Christopher's my brother. And uh, so we ended up going to this other restaurant, which, by the way, Times Square at nighttime looks like 11 o'clock in the middle of the day. It's so oh, fucking yeah. bright because of all the lights and stuff. Like, it is yeah. wild to see. But we go into this restaurant, bro. And I'm looking at the menu, and my brother's like, don't worry about it. I got the bill. My brother works for Google. His wife is like a neuroscientist. Like, they're well off. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm looking at this fucking menu, bro, and there's they have steaks, but all the steaks are a la carte. And, oh. like, dude, just one of the steaks was, like, 60 bucks. Oh, yeah. So I think we ended up getting sushi, uh, which wasn't as expensive. But there was like a there was a single steak on there that was like ninety something dollars, and it was supposed to be like really high quality. And I was like, that better be the best goddamn steak you ever eat your fucking life. Oh, yeah. We got a place <laughs> like that around here. Um, what's the name of it? Fuck, I can't remember. There's like a huge steakhouse around here. It's uh, when it's like Peyton Ruth, Ruth Chris or like one of those. No, places. no, it's not Ruth Chris. Um, let's see. When Peyton Manning, uh, when the Colts dropped Peyton Manning. Uh, he did like a workout and he did it here in Raleigh and I think it's the Angus barn is what I'm thinking of. But like he went there, like took all those scouts and stuff out to dinner there and spent like $4,000. Cause I remember there was a, uh, like the waiter let put a picture of the receipt on their social media or whatever and actually got fired for it. But like he left like a, $500 tip or something, but like the bill was like 4,200 bucks. So it was like 500 wasn't, it wasn't even like a generous percentage, but yeah, yeah this is one of those places where like the shit is so fucking expensive. Like two people going to eat in there is going to be a minimum of like a couple hundred bucks. It, you know, I don't have the luck for it to fucking happen, but there was a restaurant in Gainesville that wasn't even a nice restaurant. It was just like a seafood grill. In fact, it was the one that I got the job at in the kitchen like it just didn't work out right um somebody just left well, their wagers a tip for ten thousand dollars jesus i was like holy fucking shit dude so here grand. you go a bone-in tomahawk <coughs> right you know food better than i do bone-in tomahawk it's a big four, steak 42 ounce bone-in ribeye charred and encrusted in special seasoning 107 dollars phew uh prime rib Twenty-two ounce prime rib, fifty-six dollars. Ten ounce filet mignon, fifty-four dollars. Like a T-bone, sixty-three dollars. So hot take: filet mignons, not worth the money. Like 
they taste really good, but if you're going to get a filet mignon, you might as well get the, I think it's a T-bone that has yeah. the filet mignon on one side and then the other steak on the other side. And because then you're, I mean, you're going to pay a little more, but you're getting so much more meat than what you're going to pay for just that filet All mignon. Right. All right. So here, here's proof that this place is fucking ridiculous. Three cheese ravioli. So cheese stuffed ravioli with either marinara Alfredo sauce. $31. Shoo. Better be some good fucking cheese, bro. Dude, to to preface that or to compare that, you could go to the grocery store and buy a bag of frozen cheese ravioli and a jar of sauce for like $10. Okay. Yes. But higher in restaurants, they're probably making their own pasta and making their own filling and stuff. And Maybe. that's where the money comes in is the time and effort it goes into it. Now, if it came out that they were just going and buying some old like chef boyardee ass type stuff oh, yeah. uh then they're making some serious profit but like the time that goes into making pasta properly i mean it's gonna cost a Con- little money considering it's a steakhouse they're probably like buying restaurant grade like frozen or pre-made at least pre-made maybe not frozen but at least pre-made That's Dude, true. every everything on their children's menu is 16 dollars a hot dog on the children's menu is sixteen dollars. It better be a fucking wagyu hot dog. The fuck comes comes with a small salad or applesauce, French fries, ice cream, and a drink. Do they $16. have sixteen dollars roller coasters there to make up for those fucking theme park prices? Dude, oh, fucking a. You can pay sixteen dollars for your kid to get a hot dog. You can pay sixteen dollars for your kid to get a cup of mac and cheese. Or you could pay $16 for your kid to get spare ribs <laughs> or an Angus burger or chicken tenders or three cheese ravioli or spaghetti and meat sauce. <laughs> like, dude, how the fuck is an Angus burger, spare ribs, and a hot dog the same price? <laughs> like, uh, how the fuck does that work? I I don't know, man. <laughs> I really don't. That's like, yeah, this, wild. This this place is something else. But it's like, you know, it's that place that like that's where you take your kid, you know, for to celebrate their high school graduation or something like you know, you go to your twentieth wedding anniversary. Like that's the the fancy place in town everybody goes to. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh when my mom left Blue Cross and Blue Shield, um, a bunch of her coworkers and stuff took her to uh this I think it was, I think it was called the Sea Turtle. It was this really fancy fucking restaurant that was attached to a really fancy fucking hotel. And I remember we went to the restaurant in a limo and I felt really cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was never been in a limo since, but it was cool. <coughs> um, so I have I have a random story for you. All right. I think I told this on the steam machine way back in the day when it was me and Ryan. So my uncle used to ask me to take him to Jacksonville a lot when he didn't have his own vehicle, right? And there was a day that we were riding, and we were talking about guy stuff, sexcapades, you know, that kind of oh, thing. Yeah. And he's like, Dalton, I was, I was with this one girl, and my uncle used to sell coke, just full disclosure. He went to prison for it, like, all of that stuff. Like, so he uh, he's like, man, back in the day, he goes, man, I had this girl over, Dalton. He goes, and we were just, I was, we were just doing coke, and she took all her fucking clothes off and we were just you know we were fucking just kept fucking for like hours and i was like hell yeah that's what's up he's like yeah man it was great you know he's just like we were doing a he's like we were all just fucking high he goes and i was i was fucking her and 
she pushed me off of her and she flipped over onto all fours and she spread her ass cheeks and said, Doug, fuck me in the ass. And that's I, always welcome. And I, I looked at him and I went, hell yeah. Because I, I, I didn't know what to do. I was like, you should have fucked her in the ass. I was like, did you, did you fuck her in the butt? And he goes, no, I, I ended up losing my boner. I, I, I just couldn't do it. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Wow. So I think it must be his generation or something. But dude, oh my god, it was the the look on his face when he was like, "I, I didn't know what to do." <laughs> I mean, you remember J- Junior didn't kiss no pussy, so. Oh my god, I was just telling my dad's friend KB about that yesterday. You'll suck a cunt. You'll suck a cock. Yep. And we were telling KB like how brutal that scene is when he finds out that that lady told that he did oh, yeah. that. And he goes to her fucking place and he's like slaps her around and mushes the pie in her face. And oh my God, it's oh, brutal. Yeah. Fucking Sopranos is so good. Dude, that's something God. I'll say about like our generation. I don't know about before us. I don't know about after us. But like our generation probably has the fewest sexual hangups of any. Because like most people I know my age are pretty fucking liberal in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, to the point that things that I like that I always thought were super weird, now it's more weird to me when people are like, oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah, when a girl's like, ew, you want to put it in my butt? I don't do that. I'm like, really? Like, she's like, who does that? It's like, I could probably name like 40, 50 chicks I know right now that do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just I off mean, the top of my head. We, we've touched on this and I don't like the, you know, I'm, not, I'm a humble person. I don't like the brag or anything. I normally hear that thing's not going in my ass. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Um, and, and I respect that. I respect that. But that's why it's always a treat when they're like, yeah, sure. I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big girl. Go ahead. All yeah. right. They said, lube um, it up, put it in slow. Spit on it. I got, I got you, babe. <laughs> I got you, babe. They, uh, but yeah, dude, like my rule has always been no kids, no animals. Anything else I'll try twice because I might have been nervous the first time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, been there. Had a threesome uh, w- with a buddy of mine and his his significant other. I won't name them. But uh, she ended up uh, get, not not being offended, but like I couldn't keep it up oh, yeah. because I was like, it was my homie's girl. You know what I mean? So it was like, oh, yeah. I didn't want to seem like I was enjoying it too much. Does that make sense? Like, oh, yeah. so I was real nervous. Plus I had to put a condom on and like, I don't know about you, but I don't know if it's because just because of what I mentioned. Like when I put a condom on, it's like I'm being choked and my dick just does not want to stay hard. Now I haven't tried the, uh, the ones that are supposed to be like thin where you're supposed yeah, to not the, be able to feel the them. Bare skin. Yeah. I would oh, like yeah. to try those because that might be a better situation, but I'm always afraid those are going to break. You mean but, those? Yeah, exactly. Like that one you're holding up to the camera right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, di- you didn't have to put it on your dick before showing me, but I, I do mean, appreciate it. I mean, I kind of had to. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've, I've wanted <laughs> like, to try those. Like that, like that old joke. You're like, you know, every condom has a serial number, right? You've never seen that? I guess you don't have to roll it out far enough. <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard that that's fantastic <laughs> um yeah so I've, I've like she she ended up like messaging me and being like you know was there something wrong with me that was causing that and i was like oh no 
No, not at all. I was like, do not, do not take that as a slight towards you in the, in, in the, in the least. You look real good. Um, I was just hella nervous and just couldn't because that situation. Okay. So here's how that situation went down. Uh, I was hanging out over there with them and then they started kind of like kissing and stuff like that. So I stood up. I said, I'm going to leave y'all to it. Y'all have a great night. And I went home and then I'm, I just, for some reason I just thought about it and I messaged her and I said, Yo, you kids have fun tonight with a winky face, right? And she writes me back. She says, oh, we were about to, but then you left. Like, oh, well, I, I mean, I come <laughs> back over if you want. Yeah, I come back over. Okay, so I drove back over there. I go back in, and I'm sitting there on the couch, and we're watching TV again. And she hops up, um, hops up on top of him. They start making out. Uh, he physically rips her panties off, just like <laughs> rips them and throws them across the room. And starts like you know finger blasting her and stuff and i'm still sitting there i'm like watching this and i'm watching tv and i'm kind of like watching this so apparently they're having a conversation together while while i'm kind of like half paying attention he is saying to her are you just gonna like you're just gonna make him watch the whole time are you gonna actually include him and she was like you don't mind and he's like no go do it so she gets on her hands and knees and crawls over to me it was like a fucking scene out of a movie or a porn or something when those girls nice. do that seductive crawl oh yeah and she crawls over to me and she t- <laughs> i'll never forget this she looks up at me she pulls my dick out of my pants i'm i'm like raging hard at this point because at this point i'm not super nervous yet right oh, yeah. and she just looks at me and she goes you don't have to go through with this if you don't want to and it just like puts my dick in her mouth and I'm like i'm gonna say no at that point yeah <laughs> excuse me ma'am would you take my dick out of your mouth yeah. i don't think any man's ever uttered that sentence <laughs> so yeah but no when it when she when she handed me the rubber and everything and i put it on and everything it was just downhill from there but i do remember me and him sitting across like sitting at his table one day we were like playing video games and smoking smoking some pot she was like at work or something and he goes you know the one thing and this is like something i've heard throughout my entire life uh well my my sexual activity life she's he goes she said that uh she messaged you about you know that you couldn't keep it up and that you told her, you know, yada, yada, yada. We already went through all that. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I told her it's not her at all. She was like, he goes, well, it sucks for her. Cause she was real curious. Cause she said that that fucking tongue of yours did some goddamn work. And <laughs> I was like, I was like, yes, that's what I always, I always uh, rely on that in case of the other situation, <laughs> which dude, I wish we had sponsors because this would be the perfect time for me to be like, and I wouldn't have had that issue if I'd have had our sponsor today, Blue Chew. <laughs> but we don't have any sponsors. But Blue Chew, hit us yeah, up. Yeah, Blue Chew, hit us up. We got some good, uh, got some good uh, ad spots for you. Yeah, <laughs> and we're cheap. We're cheap whores too. Fuck yeah! You give us like five dollars per ad. I'm happy with that. It's like cool, two fifty a piece for just saying some words. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, like I, I've had that issue. Probably later, because you know when you're a teenager, fucking, it takes nothing for you to get hard and nothing for you to come. But yeah. like, as a you know late twenties into my thirties, like I've had times where it's weird, like almost my dick goes numb, and like mm-hmm. I'm still, it's still rock hard, still having sex, but like I cannot finish to save my life. Like nothing I do helps. I've even had that happen. Like I'm like wake up in the morning, like I'm gonna go jerk it, and this be sitting there fucking just like ripping the skin off of it and nothing's happening it's like man that like and i've had girls be like man is it me and i'm like no 
it's not you at all. Like this is just something that happens sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And there has been the occasional girl that I felt like uh, I wasn't getting good traction. We'll put it that way. You know what I mean? But no, yeah, I've, I've absolutely been there. In fact, my ex used to like getting me fucked up on pills because I don't know if you know this or not, but like when you take Percocet, things like that, uh, good, good luck busting a nut. And oh, yeah. she used to be like, oh, you want, you want some of this? Yeah, here, take some. Cause she, she was prescribed uh suboxone because she was an ex heroin addict and stuff. So but she would give me some of that because she knew then later when we were doing it, uh, I wouldn't nut for like an hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she took fucking advantage of that. Um, but suboxone, just quick side, side note. If anybody ever offers that offers you that shit, just turn them down. Uh, it's a great feeling. It's wonderful. But if you move too much at all, get ready to fucking throw up. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know how to explain. It's like when me and my buddy Brendan used to do Roxy's. And again, I don't condone it. I don't do them anymore. But he'd be like, yo, man, I got a couple of Roxy's. Want to come hang out? I'd be like, yeah, sure. I'd go over there. And we'd each take, you know, take one or snort it or whatever we would do. And, and we'd put on a movie. And I would literally like... This isn't good for audio, but you can see this, and then I'll explain it. I would just be like, "Oh yeah," just it laid back in the chair, eyes closed, in my own world. Pink Floyd's comfortably numb, right? That is exactly what you are, and and yeah. because it's synthetic heroin is basically what it is. So I'm sitting there, and everything just feels good, and I'm just like, "Oh!" But the moment that like I start watching what's on the TV, and there's just too much movement going on. I'm going to go throw up or if I like have to get up and walk across the house, that might be too much movement for me and I have to throw up. Like it's, it's a horrible fucking feeling unless you're sitting completely still. Then it's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. My, my biggest experience with like, uh, painkillers is, uh, I had that shoulder issue recently. I was given Percocets, but like I was in so much pain that that shit didn't even do anything to me. So yeah, it always sucks when when the pain like you're in so much pain that the painkillers bring you no enjoyment. It's just yep. like <laughs> yep. Because you know if you've got like say you like you know you hurt your back a little bit or you you, you hurt your or say okay like when I got my teeth pulled, um, yeah. which is a bad example because I went through all of my medication for that. But like say you got your teeth pulled and then you still have like two or three left and your teeth feel better. Oh, yeah. oh it's gonna be two or three really good nights. Oh, yeah. sleep because you just pop one of those and uh like I've, good. I've still got some muscle relaxers at the house from when the orthopedic prescribed them for my shoulder it was a nerve issue so they didn't do anything but yeah i've got those just like in case of emergency yeah 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 next time you throw your back out pop two of those motherfuckers right. you'll be all right oh dude i got the, <laughs> i got the old man twinge now we're like right on the right side of my lower back it's just this never going away like, it doesn't hurt, but I'll, like, twist or I'll reach for something and you just get that little, like, somebody poked you with a with a sharp stick. And it's like, oh, it's what I call just the old man twinge. Dude, I get that on both sides of my back. And it happened to me earlier today. It's funny they mentioned that. I was taking a shit. And I was literally just, like, scrolling through Facebook on my phone. And all of a sudden, my lower left side of my back just felt like I got stabbed. And I'm like, ow, uh, what the fuck? And all yeah. of a sudden, it just slowly faded away yep. and i'm like it'll, it'll why hit did you. that happen <laughs> it'll hit you like somebody fucking poked you and then it just goes away yeah, yeah it's what? what i call an old man twinge <laughs> yeah combine that with my i i've self-diagnosed sciatica i don't know what it is yeah. but when i'm just like we've talked about it it's like i'm brushing my teeth just slightly leaned over yeah. and if i cough 
if I'll not like I'll say seven times out of ten if I'm slightly like at a I don't know forty five degree lean if that yeah. and I cough I'm throwing my back out I don't know what it is but uh. I can't and all of a sudden it's like my right leg just it shrivels up almost like I can't fucking extend it I can't yep. put weight on it I hate it it sucks so bad oh yeah <laughs> oh man um so up up next on the uh, the topic list is, is something that I so. Here's what spawned this thought. My dad, I will show him stuff like uh, Dragon Force or uh, Andy James or Tosin Abasi, like that guy that I sent you playing Song of Solomon, the black dude who's all over the neck. And my dad's like, I don't know, man, this just doesn't, this does nothing for me. This just does nothing for me. So the other day I walk in and he's watching somebody playing, uh, who was it? It wasn't Chet Atkins, but it was like one of those style of guys, like Chet Atkins, like that era who's a really good fucking guitar picker and he's this dude was playing and he was basically shredding on an acoustic and my dad goes isn't this just so impressive and i just fucking looked at him and i went yeah yeah it's cool how is this any different than what i show you <laughs> and he looks at me with this dumbfounded he has, he has a few drinks and so he looks at me with this dumbfounded look on his face and i was like this is no different than the shred stuff that I show you, except it doesn't have distortion. And when I show you that stuff, you go, no, this is, this just isn't for me. I was like, but then you show me this kind of stuff. I was like, come on, dude. And I just walked away. Uh, like I told you, the, the, the major difference in the two is jazz musicians know how to play their instruments. I would argue Metal that they musicians don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever listened to jazz? Those dudes just kind of play anything and it's okay. Cause it's jazz. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um i prefer blues personally yeah blue well so i have a love-hate relationship with blues there's there's some blues that's really fucking good and there's some blues that's really boring did you know uh the guy that played house on that show was a hugh laurie yeah hugh laurie he is a very talented bu- blues musician i think like, i did i think i did know I, that. i have to find that song i really like and send it to you like oh he's fucking great yeah please do please do um so i watched a video that said black metal without distortion sounds like surf rock Hmm. and i listened to it and i said holy shit if you take black metal and you just put it with no distortion and then you put it over a a surf tempo beat like it absolutely sounds like some fucking the Beach Boys shit. <laughs> Some wipe that song wipe out, like that kind of style. But I I'm convinced like really technical death metal and stuff when they're playing notes all over the neck and they're like shredding and they're doing sweeps and all this stuff. If you were to just remove the distortion from that, it would sound just like freeform jazz. Like I'm not kidding. Like there's a band uh, and I, God, I always get the name. I think it's between the buried and me, but it might be the Black Dahlia Murder. It's one of those two bands. Uh, they're all classically trained jazz musicians. It's probably Celine Dion. <laughs> well, this one song in particular, I remember I heard it on like Sirius XM. But I think it might have been back in the day when it was either Sirius or XM yeah. before they became one conglomerate. But either way, it doesn't matter. I heard this song and it's like this really good uh, progressive metal like hardcore vocal screaming type stuff, right? And then it just goes like da 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 
and they just for like three minutes in the middle of this metal song they just go into this beautiful jazz piece that they wrote and then they just drop right back into fucking metal and they finish the song and i'm like nice that's fucking awesome i feel like more bands should do that kind of stuff just be playing metal and then just like drop into some blues and then rip back into the metal song like it'd be fucking oh maybe i should do it Instead of hoping another band does it, maybe I should. There you go. Just do it yourself. Start the revolution. Start. Yeah, dude. I, I always, I always wanted to be the uh, the metal version of Weird Al. Oh yeah. I think that'd be really fun, but I don't know the legalities behind all of that because he was doing it in the '80s, and now it's 40 years later. <laughs> well, and, technically, by law, you can do it because there's like a parody law. That's how play like stuff like Family Guy get away with in south park get away with talking shit about celebrities and stuff there's a parody law on the books that says you know if you're making a parody version of something it's fine huh so oh, well that's good to know i'm not a lawyer so look into that more thoroughly before <laughs> yeah we do not take legal advice from us <laughs> no <laughs> yeah don't sue me because i don't have anything <laughs> um you know something i'm starting to get into more and more british rap like dave and stuff like that like i've been listening to a lot of that lately i i have gotten into i can't name any of them but i there's this guy on youtube i watch named trap lore ross yeah and like he talks a lot about like rap beefs and things like that and dude the uk drill rap scene is wild bro those those motherfuckers are like out killing each other like jacksonville style you know fucking brutal Dude, I would st- I would get killed in the UK in like a bad neighborhood because have you ever seen the movie Attack the Block? No. It has the dude I forget his name. He played uh, Finn in the new Star Wars trilogy. Um, he's been in a bunch of stuff, but he's like basically it's got a fuck. What's his name? Uh, the dude that played in Shaun of the Dead, not Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. It's got Nick Frost in it. I think Edgar Wright directed it. So it's basically in the ghetto, in the hood of some t- city in England, and aliens invade. And it's like, you know, basically these like hood gangsters are fighting aliens. But do like listening to them talk shit, but with a British accent, I just can't take it seriously. So, like, <laughs> you know, if you had some dudes from around here roll up on you, you're gonna be like, oh shit! You know, I might fucking get killed. I need to get out of there. Like these dudes fucking roll up on you with a British accent. Like I'm just like, okay, what what are you gonna do about it? Yeah, it's it. it what is it? It reminds me of that uh, was it Family Guy that did the drive by talking shit and it's or no drive by disagreements and it's the British yeah. dude and he goes, there he is, get him and he drives up. And he's like, hey you, I disagree and they just drive yeah. off. Yep. <laughs> It's fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah, dude, you should watch that movie. Anybody listening who hasn't seen Attack the Block, it's fucking great. You should definitely watch it. Yeah, for sure. Is it on like Netflix or? Uh, let's see. I will look. Um, anyone who's curious, I use this website called JustWatch.com. Basically, you can go on JustWatch.com. You type in the name of a show, a movie, anything, and it will show you everywhere it's streaming and whether you have to pay, subscribe, or whatever. Yeah um but yeah i use that all the time because if i'm looking for something the only thing is their fucking search bar sucks so this movie is 11 years old now wow it is on stars 
DirecTV and Spectrum to stream, but then you can rent it on everything. But yeah, if you have Stars, DirecTV, or an eye patch and a peg leg, you can watch it for free. So yeah, definitely check out Attack the Block. You beat me to it. I was about to say, RMAT, I'll find it. I'll find it somehow. Like, it's a really, really good movie. So, okay, before we get into the big topic of the week, because I'm, I'm there's there's a topic that I'm sure me and you're going to have plenty to say about. Uh, oh, yeah. You have other other podcasts that we enjoy listening to. Yeah, I thought it'd what? be cool to talk about, like, other podcasts we listen to other than ours, which, full disclosure, I don't usually listen to ours because I hate the sound of my voice. So, sitting here listening to myself talk for two and a half hours is, is rough on me. Yeah, I listen to them while I'm editing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, although I will say that it's gotten to the point now where I kind of like know our wave file, our, our waveform patterns. Oh, yeah. So I can kind of just line it up, listen for five minutes and be like, all right, we're good. And then I can yep. do the cleanup and then post it. But I mean, I, I listen to it every now and then. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm down to talk about this. What uh, what did you have in mind? Like, what are some of you wanted to bring up? So the big ones I listen to are... Um, I listen to This Is Important, which is uh, the guys from Workaholics. It's uh, Kyle Newichek, Adam Devine, Blake Anderson, and Anders Holmes do a kind of what we do. They do a weekly podcast. It's about an hour long, and they just, just fucking talk. Like, they don't do community questions and stuff. They just tell stories, talk about, you know, what's going on in their lives, talk about, you know, fun stories from their past and stuff. It's just if you love workaholics it's just fucking hilarious to listen to um so that's one of my main ones um there's one called uh was i in a cult that i got into last year basically it's uh liz iacuzzi and i think the guy's name is tyler meesom they're they were in cults now they're out like tyler's a filmmaker and i think liz is an actress and they basically interview people that were in cults and got out of them and talk about like their stories with it. Funny fact, there's a bunch of episodes about Mormons on there. So take that as you will. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, all kinds of from like religious cults to LuLaRoe pyramid schemes, all that kind of stuff. Um, some of them were actually their parents, like they were kids whose their parents got them, like basically made their family into a cult. And they were able to escape it. And uh, it's hard to listen to some weeks, but like to hear these stories of these things people went through is just blows my mind. Yeah, that type of stuff fucking fascinates me. Um, oh, yeah. wh- what was the name of it again? It's called Was I in a Cult? Was I in a Cult? Okay. And it's I'm basically, gonna... yeah, then just interviewing people, telling their stories about uh, growing up in a cult or joining a cult and being able to escape it and stuff like that. Um, I'm looking it up right now. And I actually, I've gotten to where I start listening to uh, The Steam Machine every week now, because that's a pretty good show. Hey, I heard two of the dudes on that show are awesome, and one of them's an asshole. Yeah, yeah, one of them, he doesn't doesn't put LOL after he says stuff, and he's just a total dick. (laughs) But, (laughs) yeah, Dalton's dying now. Oh, bro, that popped. Oh, that fucking popped me. That was a joke for just me. And that was fucking yeah. fantastic. <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, it's actually, if you like video game discussions, they the guys put on a pretty good show. So check that out. 
Um, I appreciate that, man. What else? I used to listen to one. I haven't listened to it in a while called This Week in Science, where it's three scientists just discuss like current events in the field of science, various scientific fields. That's pretty interesting, like informative uh, podcast. Then, of course, you know, Factory Seal, which I'm sure you'll touch on a little more. Yeah, I was going to bring them up. Yep. So, yeah, that's probably most of what I listen to currently. What about you? I listen to a lot of fucking podcasts. Um, while uh, while I'm gaming, while I'm in the bathroom, while I'm doing yard work and stuff, I always got a podcast going. I'm always listening to something, right? Um, so my shout outs would be yeah, Factory Seal, uh, retro video game podcast. Uh, that's how. Uh, is that one of the questions? No, we had that question last week. How we met? So yeah, yeah that's how we met. Was yeah, through that's them. How we um, met. Then uh, there's Tad Pog, Tyler and Dave play old games. Um, I met Nate and Willie through those guys in that show. Um, so there's, uh, there's that. I, I used to listen to the JRPG report with James as the, the host, but I've since taken that show over for him. Um, I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts. Uh, I love the Jim Cornette experience and Jim Cornette's drive through. Um, I like 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff, uh, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Foley is pod with Mick Foley. Um, my world with Jeff Jarrett, Arn with Arn Anderson. Uh, what happened when with Tony Schiavone? Uh, fuck. Um, the DDP snake pit is great. Um, so many wrestling podcasts because like the, to me these days, like hearing the stories of what happened behind the scenes is more interesting than me than what's going on. Oh yeah. Like I'll watch the pay-per-views, but as far as the week to week stuff, like I don't give a fuck about all your promos. <laughs> you know, you know. I know you know what I'm saying because you said that you tried to watch Raw and it was just a bunch of promos. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, uh, there's that. Um, my brother's wife worked. I don't know if she still does, but she worked for a podcast called Science Versus, um, which was really fantastic show. Let me uh, let me pull up my podcast app real quick and give it a quick scroll and see if anything else jumps at me. Two Bears, One Cave. Is great. It's Tom Segura uh, and yeah, Burt Tom Kreischer. Segura and Burt Kreischer, yeah. Uh, oh, huge shout out. So everybody knows that I'm like a goth kid at heart, right? I love goth music, anything that, like that. There is a podcast called Communion After Dark, and it's these three or four DJs that get together, and each week they put together a playlist of the newest uh, indie goth music coming out or goth music from like all over the world, goth, industrial, pop, like all that type of stuff. Uh, and it's a fantastic show. It's communion after dark. Um, ear biscuits, Rhett and links podcast, ear biscuits. Fantastic. Uh, smodcast. Tell them Steve, Dave, uh, Jay and silent Bob get old, even though I think that show is kind of defunct at the moment. Um, yeah. Hollywood Babylon is fantastic. PlayStation access now has a podcast and I love it. Um, shout out to Adam and his podcast revival and extinction. Um, I'm the editor for that show and Adam's a listener of ours. He's a good dude. Um, I used to listen to Retronauts, but I kind of fell off. Uh, Stories with Briscoe and Bradshaw. I loved Talking Sopranos while it was still going on. And the last one that I'll say is another music podcast that I highly recommend to anybody who's a fan of video game music. And it's the Super Marcato Brothers. M-A-R-C-A-T-O. I've heard that name before. The Super Marcato Bros really really nice podcast they're both like musicians and they kind of break down older games the classic game soundtracks and it's it's a fantastic show 
Yeah. Like I said, dude, and that's not even half the podcast that I have in my list. I just scrolled through and picked the ones that I listen to on a normal basis, whereas the other ones I'll jump in here and there, you know. See, I've gotten to the point where I've got so many podcasts and I only really listen to them on my commutes. Like, usually if I'm doing stuff, like if I'm at the gym and stuff, I listen to music because I'm trying to keep myself pumped up to keep doing yard work or working out or whatever. So I kind of had to like curate my podcast down a little bit because it would happen to where they all kind of release like Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And so I'm sitting there trying to get them all in before the next week when the next episode comes out. Uh, bro yeah uh that's like tell him steve dave has just piled up on me and i'm like months behind on it now oh yeah that's why sometimes sometimes a podcast i'll listen to they're like all right we're gonna go on a hiatus for about two months and i'm like good (laughs) good i can give your spot to someone else for a couple months yeah yeah it's uh it's been real easy with factory seal like you know we got an episode every month or two now if that so but also like they have like life going on so <laughs> you know oh yeah um, oh, also if you're listening to this and you have a podcast you want us to check it out shoot it over to us on some of our social yeah. we'll definitely check it out yeah absolutely for sure um oh one more podcast i'm going to shout out that i didn't even uh, for some reason i didn't even think to shout out to them um maelstrom radio they yeah. started off as a final fantasy 14 podcast and now they're kind of just like a gaming podcast but they had me and ryan on uh, like way in the beginning when we first started the show and that was super cool with them. So I will always be grateful. So shout out to Maelstrom Radio. Nice. Um. All right. Okay. So let's yeah. go ahead. Let's go ahead and get into it. I'm going to preface this by saying July 4th is coming up soon. With the state this fucking country is in, I feel like this will be the first July 4th that British people are actually going to celebrate because they're going to be like, God damn, we're glad we got rid of those assholes. <laughs> and I would like to preface it with, we don't normally get political on the show, uh, but I don't necessarily consider this a political issue anymore. This is like a fucking humanity issue. Yes. Right? This is a human rights issue. This is not political. So um, Supreme Court went and proved that they were all fucking idiots and they overturned Roe versus Wade. Um, yes, I will. I'll, I will just or I will clarify six out of nine of them proved that they're soulless fucking pieces of shit. Three yeah. of them are OK on this topic. I don't I don't know we'll have to see how they handle the rest of the shit. Yeah. So Roe versus Wade was basically a government protection for abortion yeah it was federally it federally protected your right to get an abortion yeah in the country and to put it in perspective there was like a number of states uh, i can't remember all of them because there was a, a good amount of them that had what's called a trigger law yeah just waiting yep. right so the trigger law was that as soon as the government gave that up immediately this trigger law would go into effect that bans abortions yeah okay where do i even start so i know girls who have had to get abortions and like are they happy about it no right it's not like they're like oh i'm pregnant oh i guess i better just go get an abortion oh no like 
dude, that pisses me off because I hear that so much down here in the South from conservative. It's like, oh, well, these women use it as birth control. They can just do whatever they want. Just be like, oh, just go get an abortion. I was, I've never met anybody that just willy nilly goes and gets an abortion. Like and I told a buddy of mine, I was like, a lot of times clinic doctors, if they see you using it as birth control, will tell you, look, I'm not doing this for you anymore. Like this has become an issue for you. You need to figure it out. It's yeah. like they're not just like, oh, you know, give me two hundred bucks. Oh, here you go. Let me just stick an egg beater in there and da 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 da. Like no, most women, and I'm gonna say a lot of you probably know somebody that has had an abortion. You may not know because it's not something they go around bragging about. But I know people who have had it. You know people who have had it. Like I said, it's not a light decision for anyone I've ever met. It's it's a scary uncertain decision that some people just feel they have to make like they don't have a choice yeah yeah and uh one of the arguments that i always see is that uh that life starts with the the cells right yeah at conception but but here's here's a couple things about that right when we die what what constitutes us being dead right we've taken our last breath and our heart has stopped right yep okay now, my argument to that would be, okay, so when I take my last breath is when I die. So when I'm alive, wouldn't that be when I take my first breath, which is about, what, five to ten seconds after you're born and you get a slap on the yep. ass? Yep. Now, if they want to say it starts at the cellular level when the cells start coming together inside of the uterus, then a dead body isn't fucking dead until that motherfucker is just bones. Yeah. Because it's still got cell structure. My thing is if that's a living person inside that womb that has rights, why is child support not start at six weeks when, you know, a doctor can prove there's a fetus? Yeah. You know, why does that baby not covered why can't you get life insurance on that fetus, you know? Why can't you put health insurance on that fetus? You know, all this stuff that if I told you like Oh yeah, my my girlfriend's six weeks pregnant. We got we just got a life insurance policy on the fetus. You'd be like, "What? That's ridiculous!" Like, yeah, that's not a person. That's a clump of cells inside of another person. Yeah, and you know, it's like, oh man, my, my mind just blanked because I'm it's all over the place with this subject. So, I yeah, hold on, it'll come back to me in a second. God damn it! So I want to say like I'm I'm not saying I'm pro-abortion i'm not saying i'm pro killing babies whatever you want to say i don't think some 14 year old girl whose uncle raped her in california should be told you have to have that baby because a bunch of crusty old white dudes in fucking dc decided that's what you have to do thank you you got me back on track motherfuckers like they get raped or they're molested and they they're gonna get pregnant now it's illegal for them to get an abortion because it's god's will you know god wanted that to happen to you here's the thing if that's what your god wants then fuck your god your god's a fucking asshole okay and two the bible says life begins at the first breath but no christian's gonna fucking acknowledge that 
Why? Because they don't fucking care about the Bible. They care about what Republicans and what the guy standing up at the top of the podium at the fucking church says. Meanwhile, that motherfucker's probably diddling his fucking handler there at the fucking church. Or, even worse, he's a Catholic and he's fucking all his fucking altar boys. Okay? Like, there is so much fucking corruption that people still hold on to this medieval fucking fear-mongering fact of, like, this, this superior being in the sky. And really... What? Well, how do they fucking fathom? How can somebody? And this goes back to like COVID and stuff too. How can somebody be like, "Oh, we can just pray it away," when like there is scientific fucking evidence? And they're like, "Well, science, you know, you don't know if science is real or not. You know, the Earth was only the Earth is only six thousand years old, and dinosaur bones were put here by the devil to test our faith for God." And and yeah, and I'm like, dude. These people actually exist. These people are in yep. our fucking government. There is a lady, and I wish I could remember her name. We'll call her Cunty McCuntface. She's a fucking Republican. And not only did she tweet about uh, the other day, she was uh, there was like some kind of rally, right? And she was thanking Trump uh, and thanking the Republicans for saving the lives of all the the babies and children, right? And she said saving the white lives of babies yeah. and children. Okay. I'm guessing this, it was either Marjorie Taylor Green or Lauren Bobear. Uh I think it was Bobear. I don't the think it was Marjorie Taylor one. Green. I think yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the same lady who was giving a speech and said that Hitler Hitler was right about one thing. And it's that the the people who have the youth have the power. And I'm like, this bitch you cannot you cannot be in a public uh, uh, in, in public office and say that Hitler was right about anything like dude even even if that might be true even if what he said is true like dude you cannot be like oh you know that Hitler guy was onto something like who yeah. the fuck think that th- thinks that that's a, a good thing to say to play devil's advocate when looking at these conservative assholes, not saying genocide is right, <laughs> just saying I understand it sometimes. Like, yeah, I, dude, I'm, I'm going to say something, and it's relevant to this topic. I'm probably going to get some hate for it because it's some really hateful shit to say. But Clarence Thomas is a Supreme Court justice. I hope in the next month, Clarence Thomas is at his house running on his treadmill. His wife went out to get groceries. He has a fucking heart attack. He falls out in his floor and he can't reach his life alert or his phone or anything else. He lays in his floor and suffers for several hours till he finally dies with nobody there to help him. Because fuck him. Fuck that motherfucker. I want him to die a slow, painful death. He is not only one of the motherfuckers who did this shit. As soon as Roe versus Wade got overturned, he said now they need to focus on gay rights, gay marriage, and contraception. So he's trying to outlaw contraception. So condoms, birth control pills, IUDs, he wants to make all that shit illegal. He wants to to take back gay people's rights to get married, and he wants to pun- go back to punishing people for being gay. So yeah, fuck that motherfucker. I hope he dies a very slow, very painful death by himself. I hope nobody is by his side when he dies. Not that his skin color matters, but so I can place him. That's the black guy, right? Yes. Okay. So that dude, I got in trouble on Twitter the other day because I tagged him in a post and I said, you're a fucking idiot and I hope you break all of your toes. 
And yeah, I remember you sending me that. Twitter told me, <laughs> hey, we deleted this tweet because it incites violence. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, all right. So whatever. So they yeah, deleted you, it. You were a lot nicer than me because Twitter can't delete this podcast. Yeah. And fuck him. I hope he dies slow, painful, and lonely. Because fuck him for thinking he can control what other people are doing in their own fucking lives. Like, this is a problem because basically at the point now, we have six extremely conservative Supreme Court justices that are going to do whatever the fucking GOP wants them to do. And we have three who are apparently rational minded people. So whatever the GOP wants, they're going to get because guess what? Supreme Court justices are there until they die or leave. There's nothing we can do to stop this shit. Like, yeah, which is stupid. There should be there should absolutely be exactly. term limits, and there should be age limits. Like, dude, yep. you shouldn't be over eighty running the government because you no longer know what the fuck is going on in the world yep. anymore. No offense, like my grandpa. I love my grandpa to fucking death. I would not want him in charge of the country, even though he's, you know, he's got good views, and he, you know, he fucking hated Trump. He hated what he did to the country and all of that stuff. Even still, he's still old school enough that I'm like, no. Like, you just don't, under, like, he's still the type that, like, he doesn't understand why I can't go out and find a job. And I'm like, dude, it's because I can't just walk into a place and be like, are you guys hiring? Yeah, we are. Oh, cool. Can I get a job? Yeah, sure. Like, it just yeah. doesn't work like that anymore. You know? no. Dude, I hope Lord. Clarence Thomas and Mitch McConnell, I hope both their dicks explode and they bleed out and die. Like, yeah. both of them. Fuck both and, of them. And on the subject of those, like, types of people, uh, fuck Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yes. Okay. Fuck Ann Coulter. And yes. fuck and fuck Tommy Laren. Like if this was a fuck Mary kill, I would just kill all three of them, jerk off, and not mar- get married. Yeah. Like I would I, kill all of them and myself. I have gotten in trouble on more than one occasion on Twitter because I've just tweeted Tommy Laren's a fucking cunt. <laughs> because she is. Like they are just old white not not even old Tommy Laren's not even old. They're just yeah. dumb fucking white ladies who like think that white people are better than everybody else and it's like stupid as fuck. And you wanna I, watch some funny shit, go watch Ann Coulter bomb on that fucking roast that she was a part oh, of yeah. on Comedy Central. I think Tommy Loren, Marjorie Taylor Green, to a lesser extent Lauren Bobert, and Ann Coulter definitely. I think they believe this shit. But I think they play it up worse because they know it gets them attention. It gets them put on TV. It gets them in the fucking zeitgeist of what's going on. And like, dude, when shit like this happens, I'm agnostic. I don't know if there's an afterlife. I really don't care. Shit like this kind of makes me hope it's true. So that when those motherfuckers die and go to the pearly gates and St. Peter's like, you're all a bunch of fucking evil pieces of shit and sends them straight to hell. And I'm going to yeah. be down there like, hell yeah, fuck y'all, I'm going to beat the shit out of you every fucking day now for eternity. It's like they don't remember that in the stories, like Jesus was like living in the slums and hanging out with hookers and lepers yep. and shit. They weren't hanging out in their fucking five million dollar mansions that yep. his fucking followers paid for. Like the dude lived poor. He lived like he lived by you know, by the means of survival. Like the whole story of it's like they ignore the story of Jesus and only pick out the parts that benefit them. Dude, and my, my well, thing about me. that. Go ahead. So like you're talking about, you know, there's nothing about abortion in the Bible. Dude, if you want to go by the Bible, the Bible tells you you're not supposed to eat pork. The Bible tells you you're not supposed to be, wear mixed material clothing. You know, you're yep. not supposed to shave your beard. Like 
If you want to live by the Bible, you have to live by the Bible. Stop fucking picking the shit that you don't agree with and using Bible verses to justify being a bigot. I always point out the story in the Bible where the kids, the group of kids was making fun of the priest or whatever for being bald or something. And God summoned two bears and they mauled the children to death for making fun of the priest. Nice. What? Bro. Y'all take that shit seriously? For real? Yeah. Like, you really think the motherfucker, like, built a giant-ass boat, got two of every animal, and put it... Come on. Come the yeah. fuck on. And ah, it just drives me fucking crazy, bro. And, you know, here's the here's the big kicker. This is my opinion on religion as a whole, right? It's just a mad... It's a, it's a fucking tool for control. Yep. And I say that because religion has always stemmed from like these same stories and they're reworked for different times. Yep. The story of Jesus was written hundreds of hundreds of years before that. If you read the story of Horus, yeah. it's the same fucking thing almost to a goddamn T. Yep. Like, you know, he was born to a virgin birth. He yep. was kill, you know, killed as a martyr. He raised from the dead. Like it's all the same shit. Yep. But Dude, you show you show that to a Christian, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, well, that Horus stuff is fake." But you know, the Bible's yeah. real. Dude, Get I, I out of here. I have two arguments I love. One of them I can't believe I've actually heard this in in my life. Somebody said that the Bible was legit because it's been around for six thousand years and it's never changed. I'm like, a you think some motherfucker wrote this book? in jerusalem and surrounding countries six thousand years ago and it was in fucking english like a b do you realize there's like 50 different religions that are stemmed off of this book they're all written a little differently like you realize like muslims and christians stem from the same shit like not to mention i mean if you want to get technical if you're probably going to get the closest word of God, you'd have to read the Torah. Yeah. Which is written in Hebrew. Yep. Good fucking luck. <laughs> you know what and I mean? Dude, like, and I was like, my argument was like, so you're telling me 6,000 years from now, Harry Potter is going to be Jesus because, you know, a bunch of books got written and they hadn't changed in 6,000 years. So bro, that made it religious law. That's completely fucking possible. Look at Scientology and L. Ron Hubbard. Yep. Case in point, like there could be a Harry Potter religion a thousand years from now. We'll be long dead, but who the fuck knows? There could be a yeah. We could be disciples of Yab's pod. Yab's podism. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yep. there's just it's fucking ridiculous. Dude, but, me, me and my buddy talked about Scientology the other day. I was like, well, who the fuck follows a religion that was written by a science fiction writer, and you have to pay to join the church? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, is your life so fucking meaningless that you are willing to do that just to assign some kind of meaning to it? Like, I want to start my own fucking religion. Like, yeah, $200 a month. You can join my religion. You'll go to fucking space heaven when you die. Church like, of the bonds. Yeah. But dude, and my second biggest like laughable thing is I've seen the meme a bunch of times. Like, oh, what if Mary had aborted Jesus? It's like... Life would probably be a lot fucking better because people, you know, millions of people wouldn't have been killed in his name. Yeah. The fucking crusades wouldn't have happened. Yep. Like, 
So much shit, bro. Just fucking it's like, so dude, stupid. I, I still love that this whole religion is based off the fact that she had an affair and her husband was stupid enough to believe that it was an immaculate conception. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I, I bet it was a fucking it was one of those three wise men. Oh, yeah. The one that brought gold. Yeah. <laughs> that was his yeah. fucking child support payment. Yeah. The other guy's like. I mean, I didn't fuck her. I'm only going to bring frankincense and myrrh. Like, I'm yeah. not bringing them gold. Yeah. They're like, they're like, look, look, Joe, you're the one that fucked her. You know, we'll go with you, but we're not fucking bringing a bunch of gold with us. Like, I got this bottle of perfume and he's got those leaves. Like, we'll, we'll bring this shit. We'll just, and Joe is like, fuck it, fine. We'll just put it all together and say it's from all of us. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I mean, not, not to dwell on it too much, but like, I, I, when I saw it was in the notes, I was like, good, because I felt like it was needed to be touched on. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, people who live in other countries, uh, keep us in your good vibe thoughts. Yeah, like uh, I said, British people, while you're celebrating July 4th coming up, because you're so glad you got rid of our stupid asses, just remember the ones like me and Dalton who hate it here, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Dude, sure. and the bad part is like I think they showed like fifteen percent of the country, one five fifteen percent actually wanted this to happen. But since Supreme Court justices are appointed by presidents, we don't have a say in what laws get passed. Now, for people unaware, this is a federal level thing. It is still up to the states to decide to actually make it illegal or not. I know the governor here in North Carolina has said he is not passing any laws. He's going to let women handle their own health care. He's like, I believe in giving people the choice and giving the people the responsibility of taking care of themselves. But like you said, there are a lot of states, and I wanted to touch on, too, I think you shared the thing where Glenn Jacobs was defending it, which, fuck him, too. Like, was that you that shared that? Like, yes. that broke my heart. Like, man, I was a huge fan of his, but that shit right there just fucking like, fuck him, bro. It's it, my my distaste with him. So, people who don't know Glenn Jacobs, he's he was Kane, the wrestler, yeah. um, and he was anti-mask, and he was posting that like he posted he did a tweet, and this is like one of the last tweets that I ever tweeted that actually got some fucking traction. Was he uh he tweeted out like. Why sh- why are we making our kids wear masks and it hides their smiling little faces or something like that? Yeah. And I I tweeted him. I said, Kane was better with the mask on and kids are too. And yeah. like that got subtraction. But I was like, bro. So back in the day, and I mean like way back in the day, Glenn Jacobs had a podcast. He went by Citizen X and it was called, it was some podcast, but he was a libertarian, right? Yeah. And he was, and it was interesting to listen to because he had interesting takes on things. Like he wasn't quite a Republican, he wasn't quite a Democrat. But here's the thing: when you run for office, libertarians don't win. You know who wins? Republicans and Democrats. Why? Yep. Because it's fucking team sports. Yep. This this so system has been set up in a way where the people who actually run the country can control which two people get nominated that actually stand a chance of winning. So yeah. until that system changes and I don't see that happening in our lifetime, it's not everything's gonna stay the same. Yep. For sure. And uh yeah, he uh he he ran as a Republican and now he's just a fucking crazy right wing dipshit. 
and that just breaks my heart. And what was crazy is all the wrestlers that were retweeting it, like that were like, "Dude, I looked up to you, and this is yep. like, this is how you are." I saw X Pac retweet it and was like, "Dude, this is not the Glenn that I knew back in the day. Like, what the yep. fuck has happened to you?" Like, and this brings up another thing I fucking hate. Think for yourselves, people. Like, I'm going to tell a story. Uh, some old friends of mine, I was talking to them, and this was during the Obama administration when Obama was trying to ban guns. Like I said, I don't think outright banning guns is works. I do think we need some significant gun control reform in this country, but I don't think just banning guns is going to help. But I said something on a post that this girl put up and her aunt commented on it her aunt was like anti-gun like we need to get rid of guns blah 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 blah. and i'm like you know it's not going to help show me how banning guns will help we need mental health services we need you know stricter laws we need those laws to actually be enforced we need you know serial serialization and records of who owns what guns and stuff we need to close gun shows we you know all these places where people can get guns in nefarious ways but like she's sitting there just lambasting me about it. And I think she ended up blocking me and her niece messages me and is like, you want to know the funny part about this? I was like, what? She's like, that woman used to own like 80 guns. So she was a gun nut, but she was a Democrat. And when Obama took office and said guns were bad, she sold every gun she had and became anti-gun. It's like, people, make your own fucking minds up about stuff. Like, Jesus Christ, stop being fucking sheep on both sides of this. Like, take a topic and form your own fucking opinion on it. Stop being like, well, I'm a Democrat and the Democrats say guns are bad, so guns are bad. Or be like, I'm a Republican and Republicans say abortions are bad, so I don't like abortions. Make your own fucking minds up and most importantly, Stop fucking bothering other people. If you don't want an abortion, don't get a fucking abortion. Stop telling other people that they can't do it because you don't agree with it. Yeah. And, like, I don't know how it was up there by you, but, like, <clears throat> I'm going to say a word here that I don't like to say at all, but it's just, it is what it is around here. So, I used to work with this guy when Obama was in office, and he wouldn't call him Obama. He would call him nigger monkey. Uh and I was like always so uncomfortable with that. And yep. I ended up telling him one day, I'm like, dude, could you not? Do you have to say that? Can't you just say like the president? No, because he ain't my president. Right. Which is why I reveled in the people like who would say that. And then they would get mad when Trump was in office and people were like, yep. well, that's not my president. They're like, well, yes, it is. Motherfucker. Yep. And it's like, Somebody posted, they were like, we've never seen a president get as much hate as Trump gets. And I was like, really? Because I've never heard anybody call Trump cracker honky. Yep. Like, you know, and I bullshit. There used to be people who would make jokes about hanging Obama because he was black and stuff. And I'm like, how was my biggest issue when Obama was in office is so many people did not give a fuck about his politics. They hated him because he was black. Yeah. I'm like, dude. I wasn't the biggest fan of Bill Clinton. I hated George Bush. I hated Donald Trump. I'm not a big fan of Joe Biden because guess what? All this shit's happening under Joe Biden's watch. Like yep. he's he's not doing a very fucking good job. 
But like I said, I'm not going to be like, um, oh, I'm, I'm a Democrat, so Joe Biden's the best president we've ever had. Like, no, fuck that shit. Like, honestly, I think we need to get away from this president situation because my lifetime in the last 36 years, I don't think we've had one worth a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, dude. Um, me and Nate and Willie were having this conversation. Like, when this whole, like, oh, let's go Brandon thing became big, and there was, like, a restaurant near me that has a big-ass sign on the side of it that says, let's go Brandon. Yeah. I was like, you know, y'all could say fuck, right? Y'all are all adults. Like, you can say fuck Joe Biden. Like, I'm an adult. I don't like Democrats or Republicans, so I will clearly say fuck Joe Biden, okay? Like, that does not bother me in the slightest. I don't need to go, let's go, Brandon. Hee <laughs> hee, I'm so clever. Yeah, you fucking idiot. So clever. I bought a pack of 100 Joe Biden stickers on Amazon and I go around putting them on gas tanks. Yeah. You fucking idiots. <laughs> Meanwhile, fucking Shell idiots. and BP are making $20 billion a quarter in profit. Now, yeah. is it is entirely not Joe Biden's fault? No. Joe Biden needs to be doing some shit to try to stop it. But nobody's doing anything about it so yeah because because it's all about making the rich get richer man That's yep. now like i said joe biden could only do something for the u.s this is a problem around the globe so this is something like the united nations or something needs to get a hold of because the oil companies have basically said i swear i feel like there was a boardroom meeting with like opec opec or something <laughs> where they were like what would happen if we just raise the prices up and they were like, hmm, let's try it. And then they were like, holy shit, look at all this money we're making. People are still driving everywhere. They're still buying gas. Fuck it. Let's just keep the prices high. Yeah. Like, and all the governments in the world were like, what are we supposed to do about it? And then, you know, just, just reaching their hand behind their back and taking that fucking stack of hundreds from the, from yeah. the oil executive that's lobbying yes, for them. That was what I was about to say. Is it's it's all about the money, man. It's all about that. All my Ozzy Osbourne has a song called "Almighty Dollar," which I should have made my uh, song of the week, but I didn't. Um, but definitely check it out. "Almighty Dollar." It's a fucking great song, and it's all about <laughs> the chorus. He says, uh, uh, "I uh, never does justice get closer. How could you fuck us all over? Rape, steal, and murder. God bless your Almighty Dollar, or something like that." Like, yeah. Now I want to say a disclaimer. I don't want somebody to go shoot Supreme Court justices or anything like that. I don't want these people to get murdered for their opinions. Because, like, I know I'll say, like, oh, he said he wants Clarence Thomas dead. He's, somebody should go shoot him. Like, no. I don't want somebody to go kill people. I just want shit to go back to some kind of fairness for everyone. Yep. Like, it's just so fucking heartbreaking to see women which make up i'm gonna say more than 50 percent of the population just fucking just getting fucking stepped on and not being able to do anything about it yeah like it fucking breaks my heart i love women i think women are amazing and it just fucking breaks my heart to see this shit happening and they can't do anything about it to like the point that if a woman in texas has an ectopic pregnancy or something and she needs to abort it or it's going to kill her. She has no choice. She can either die from the president or die from the pregnancy or go get an abortion and spend the rest of her life in jail. Like yeah, or, what kind or of options are those option three, go get an abortion. That's not in a clinically safe environment. 
Yeah. And complications could come from that. Yep. You know, risk risk dying from that. Or, you know, throw herself down the stairs and hope for having a miscarriage. But, like, even in Texas now, having a miscarriage is illegal. So, like, dude, and the fucked up part is, like, I saw somebody posted something on Facebook, I think, where it was, like, <laughs> what did it say? Our country enough is, or they, oh, let me find it. It was, like. Oh, it's our country will force people to have babies but can't keep formula on the, on the shelves? Is that the one no, you're talking this, about? No, this was a different one, but that's a good one, too. I know where I can find it real quick. Our government is bold enough to force you to have a kid, but too weak to ensure they make it to recess alive. Oh, so yeah. Children are getting murdered in elementary schools, and all we can do is send thoughts and prayers. But God damn it, if you scrape those cells out of your uterus, we're going to fucking take you out back and beat you to death. Yep. Like, oh, it's just, like you said, this is a very politically charged episode, but... I just fucking, I can't fucking stand it. Like, it, it rages me to just think about this shit. And, like, I was, I've told a couple of people I know, like, I'm 36 years old. I've never made a baby of my own. I've been very careful. But I could slip up and get a girl pregnant. We don't have a choice. That's a fucking life sentence for both of us. You know, I don't want a kid right now. I'm I'm 36. So by the time that kid was born, I'd be 37. That means I would be 55 when that kid graduated high school. So at an age where I should be saving for retirement, I'm going to be having to pay for college and shit. I don't want to do that. Like I have my ex's son who is I treat just like I made him myself and I will take care of him as long as I'm able to i talked to him about it the other day i was like dude i will be your dad as long as you want me to be your dad i was like if you decide you don't want me to be in your life anymore i will leave you alone but it'll break my heart i was like but like i don't want to make a baby right now i don't want to bring a bring a baby into a world that's this fucked up and if i have if i make a mistake i won't have a fucking choice so i mean that shit's scary on both sides like anybody who supports this shit please get out of my fucking life like i have yeah. no use for you anymore and the, and this like this will be the last thing i say about it and then we can move on but it's like the the people that are so fearful of muslims are the same people wanting all of these religious based laws and stuff where they they don't even see the fucking irony in it like oh, yeah. that they hate muslims because the muslims they they look at them as like barbaric or whatever but oh, yeah. muslims live by islamic law yep and now they want america to be lived by christian law and it's like how is that any fuck it's not any fucking different you people are just fucking stupid and you can't see the irony you know what muslims don't do they don't have abortions they treat women as as subservient (laughs) creatures like a lot of the same shit that these motherfuckers are trying to do yep like i think i don't know if it was me and you or me and another buddy were talking about like only fans I am 110% on board with women using their bodies in whatever way they see fit. If you want to get naked on the internet to make money, I support you 110%. That is your body and you do exactly what you want to do with it. Like, I don't think anybody should have any say. I will say as far as abortions, if the father is someone close to you, I feel he should have... You should have a discussion with him. At the end of the day, that baby is going to wreck your body and potentially kill you 
you have the ultimate say in it. But I feel like if you're in a committed relationship and you're pregnant, you should have a discussion with your significant other. Your significant other should support you in your decision, though. If you say, look, I really can't have a baby right now. And he says, you know, I'd really love to have this kid. If it's a deal breaker for him, maybe you two don't belong together. Like, but at the end of the day, it's in your body. It is your say so. I don't think a man can force a woman to have an abortion. And I don't think he should force her to not have an abortion. And also, like, it's perfectly okay for you to be pro-life if it's you. Like, yeah. you, you, it, that's okay if you feel that way about yourself. But don't, much like religion or anything, don't force it down other people's fucking throats. You know what I mean? It's just not, it's all right if you feel that way about yourself. But, like, yep. just because you feel that way, like, just because you like vanilla ice cream doesn't yeah. mean that I have to like vanilla ice cream. Maybe I like strawberry. You and know? Dude, like, I don't, I don't like chocolate ice cream. So this would be like me saying, all right, me and my buddies got together. We decided, you know, we don't like chocolate ice cream. So from this point on, chocolate ice cream is illegal in the United States of America. And Dalton's sitting over here like, but man, I fucking love chocolate ice cream. Why can't I have it? And I'm like, well, I don't like it. So fuck you. You don't get it either. Like it's, I mean, that might sound ridiculous to you, but it's fucking a one-to-one apple to apple comparison. It's some fucking shitty people in dc saying i don't like something so i'm fucking getting rid of it you know or say you know say i was muslim and i said you know or say i was hindu i'm hindu and i'm in charge i don't eat beef so my religion says i can't eat beef cows are sacred so i decide all right from this point on Beef is illegal in the united states of america dalton's about to bite into his juicy ass hamburger and he's like well that's fucked up. I really want to eat this hamburger, but too fucking bad, Dalton. I can't eat hamburgers, so you're not eating hamburgers either. And it's like, oh man, but I really want one. Like, it's fucking apples to apples. This shit, if it yep. sounds ridiculous to you, this because fucking is. argument is ridiculous because that's exactly what's happening right now. Some yep. dickheads in DC are saying, my religion says that this isn't right, so nobody's going to be allowed to do it. And like I said, what would happen if this country, instead of Christians, it was run by Muslims or Hindi or Buddhist or, you know, nihilist? What if nihilists were like, oh, you know, we, we don't find joy in anything. So fucking entertainment's out. No more, no yeah. more television for anybody. Yeah, I mean, it's nope. just it's fucking ridiculous to make a widespread rule for everybody. You know, we're 800 million people live in this country, something like that. You're saying, well, we don't like it. Our religion says it's bad. So 800 million people fall in fucking line. 15% of 800 million don't like it. And it's like, yeah, cool. There are so many more people who it's just fucking stupid to break the ice on this and then move on. When you said nihilist, it makes me think of the big Lebowski. And he's like, we are nihilist Lebowski. We believes in nothing. We believes in nothing Lebowski. Um, yeah, man. yeah like um, it's i mean i could go on about this this, this could be a fucking eight hour podcast of me bitching yeah. about how much i hate this bullshit but yeah like i said don't go out and kill anybody over this shit that is not a solution to anything no but go out and but, vote motherfuckers. yes if you are 18 or older go to the fucking polls in november and vote vote blue i hate it but it's the best alternative if we can get a democratic coverage on every section of the government, at the very least, we're going to prove that those motherfuckers don't care either. 
I don't think they do. I think the Democrats care the same amount as the Republicans. They just have this built-in excuse of, well, the Republicans won't let us do anything, so our hands are tied. Yeah. So, because you notice when Republican presidents are in office, shit gets done. Democratic presidents in office, it's, oh, we can't do anything because the Republicans said no. So I think that's also because I think the Republicans have, like, not had majority, but they've made it real fucking hard. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I get, I totally get what you're saying, though. I do. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Go out and vote. Don't kill people. Go out and yeah, vote. Don't kill people. Don't worry about what other people are doing. One of the most important lessons you can take from the Bible, and I'm paraphrasing, is when Jesus said, worry about your fucking self. Stop worrying about what other people are doing. Worry about you. If you want to go to heaven, make sure your house is in order. Stop worrying about what other houses are doing. You don't want all those people in heaven with you anyways. They're going to go to hell with me and Dalton. We're going to have a much better time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a, there was a Jim Jeffries bit where he was like, you don't want to go to heaven. You want to go to hell. That's where all the drugs and hookers and stuff are at. Yeah. There'll be a fucking party down there. You want to go to heaven and be like, hello, mom. Hello, yeah. granddad. Yeah. Hello, Hi, uncle grandma. who used to touch me. Yeah. How, how, how did you get here? Oh, right. You worked for the church. Yeah, you repented on your deathbed. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm going to end this topic with a joke. So, so a guy dies, goes to hell. You know, he's all upset about it. Demon comes over to him. He's like, man, like, hell's not that bad. He's like, you like to drink? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, I enjoy a drink. He's like, well, Mondays, he's like, we drink just all day. He's like the finest bourbon, scotch, beer, whatever you want. Drink as much as you want can't get alcohol poisoning and die you're already dead and the guy's like oh that sounds pretty good he's like you like cigars he's like yeah i used to smoke a stogie every now and then the guy's like oh well you're gonna love tuesdays he's like yeah yeah tuesdays we just smoke cigars and she's like the fattest juiciest cuban cigars you've ever had in your life it's like you can't get cancer or anything you're already dead so you just smoke as much as you want the guy's like oh that that does sound pretty good so he's like you like uh you like drugs he's like um i used to do a little bit back in the day He's like, well, you'll love Wednesdays. He's like, you can do all the drugs you want. Weed, heroin, coke, whatever. The hardest drugs you've ever seen. Can't OD because you're already dead. And the guy's like, damn, hell sounding pretty good. He's like, are you gay? And the guy's like, no, I'm not gay. He's like, oh, well, you're not going to like Thursdays. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Tremendous. All right. So song of the week. Yes. What's your song of the week, Dalton? So, I went with, uh, based on the conversation we were having earlier, um, I went with a song by Dragon Force. Uh, Dragon Force wrote a song called The Last Dragonborn, which is about Skyrim, and it's a fucking, it's a fun song. So, that, that's nice. my choice. I, I feel like we need some fun after this last week, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my mine is kind of a fun song too. It's always kind of ever since it came out and I first heard it, it's always kind of been like a life anthem for me. It's Beverly Hills by Weezer. I'm sure you know the song. Oh yeah. It's like, you know, that's what I've always wanted out of life. Like everybody wants to be rich. I've always wanted to be rich, but I want to be fucking famous too. Like I want to not be able to go to Walmart without people being like, Oh my god, it's Jeremy. Oh my god. Like I want Beverly Hills lifestyle, fucking fancy cars, big ass swimming pool, you know, living the fucking life, like living next door to fucking uh, musicians and actors and shit like that fucking 
lifestyle. I just want it so bad. It will probably yeah. never happen for me, but keeping my fingers crossed. Because Beverly Hills, that's <laughs> where I want to be. I I would love to be rich, but like low-key rich. Like where I have a bunch of money, but I walk around in pajamas all the time because I just like, because I, I can. Mean, I would do that anyways, but I want people to be like taking fucking pictures of me. Be like, oh God, Jeremy was in Walmart. His dick was hanging out of his pajama pants. <laughs> oh man well i i'm a grower not a shower so oh i, I am too but if I, got, <laughs> if I got that kind of level you know it doesn't matter oh my god all right well that brings us to our community questions for the week <laughs> um our first question is from one miss hazel tyson and she says is the song barbie girl about an escort fuck i meant to look that up because i've never heard that theory before so uh, i don't think so i think it's about i don't being think it a, is either just being like the female version of what you were just describing you wanting to be so maybe you're a ken doll in disguise maybe let's but see also like i think that song's just about the toys but i don't know i mean Part of the hook is I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. Life in plastic. It's fantastic. You can brush my hair, undress me everywhere. Imagination. Life is your creation. So she literally says you can undress me anywhere. Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. Um, oh, man. I used to have okay. a... Uh, now, hold on, because this is, I'm a blonde bimbo girl in a fantasy world. Dress me up, make it tight, I'm your dolly. You're my doll, rock and roll, feel the glamour in pink. Kiss me here, touch me there, hanky-panky. You can touch, you can play, if you say I'm all yours. So, Hazel might be on to something. Maybe it's just about, like, a couple and the chick's just, like, super submissive maybe and she's just like you can do whatever you want with me dress me up fuck me every which sideways like says uh make me walk make me talk do whatever you please i can act like a star i can beg on my knees come jump in bimbo friend let's do it again hit the town fool around let's go party so okay i don't want to slut shame no but that just sounds like a chick not. being a slut like that doesn't sound like there's there's no there's no money involved you know what i mean that just sounds like yeah come i'm gonna fuck say me. i'm a party girl i would say I, maybe an escort but yeah i think it's just maybe textbook snow bunny yeah maybe so maybe she's just you know <laughs> she's fucking give me cocaine s- and i'll blow you ah, she's, ah, ah, yeah. she's a slut for her man you know lady yeah. in the streets freaking the sheets so, the best fucking kind. I'm going to go with that because I like this song and I don't want it to be about anything nefarious. <laughs> but it also reminds me of a song I've heard a bunch of times recently and I actually fucking really like it. You might know it. I don't know. It's from the Bloodhound Gang. It's called, uh, let me make sure I get the title right because it's kind of weird. Lap dance uh, is so much better when a stripper's crying. Yes. Yes. How did lap I know? dance is so much better <laughs> when the stripper is crying. Oh my! I find this quite a thrill when she grinds me against her will. <laughs> I fucking love that. So it's so ridiculous. <laughs> that but, fucking part of that song where he's talking about you don't know how hard it is to polish off or rub to one hold, out to, to, a to side hold of a half mood. gallon of mood juice while you're polishing the one out or polishing the rocket in an eighteen wheeler or going seventy five miles an hour down the highway in an eighteen wheeler. Yeah, I never damn, thought bro. missing children could be so sexy. Did I, I say, say that, that out loud? loud? 
Fucking no, my God. favorite my favorite part of that song is uh when he says uh let me find <laughs> I had picked up this hitchhiker that was sweating gallons through a pair of Daisy Duke cutoffs and one of those fruit of the loom tank tops. Well, that night I lost myself to ruby red lips, milky white skin, and baby blue eyes. Name was Russell. The name was Russell. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't heard that song, go fucking listen to that song. It is the most ridiculous shit you will ever hear in your life, but it's so goddamn funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 one of those weird Bloodhound Gang songs cuz it doesn't sound like a normal Bloodhound Gang song. Yeah. But yet it encapsulates their humor perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Day or, day or so had passed when I popped the clutch, gave the tranny a spin and slid on into the stinky pinky gulp and guzzle big rig snooze and stop. There I was browsing through the latest issue of Throb when I saw Bambi staring at me from the back of a milk carton. Well, my heart just dropped. So I decided to do what any good Christian would. You cannot imagine how difficult it is to hold a half gallon of moo juice and polish the one-eyed gopher when you're doing 75 in an 18-wheeler. I never thought missing children could be so sexy. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> that's <Yeah. laughs> That's a fucking stanza, I guess, from that song, so... <laughs> Yeah, that fucking song is... Dude, that whole album, uh, that was Hooray for Boobies. Hooray for Boobies, yeah. That whole album, like, that's something that makes me feel Bloodhound Gang is one of the best bands out there. If you listen to that album, there's like six different musical genres on that album. Every song on that album is notably different from the from the next. Like, there's a heavy metal song on there. There's rap on there. There's like that would probably be more like folk music kind of kind of song. That's like that that uh, that old style uh, storyteller country style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, the three point one four song where he's like, "I need to find a new vagina." Yeah. Like that song, dude. Like that whole album is. It's if I had to pick like one album to listen to for the rest of my life, it might be that one because <laughs> there's just so much variation on it. I was like, I think it was the album before Hooray for Boobies, but that song Kiss Me Where It Smells Funny. Oh, that yeah. song goes hard as fuck. Um, also, what is it? Uh, Would You Fuck Me For Blow? What is that song? Yeah, uh, Ballad of Chasey Lane. Ballad of Chasey Lane, yeah. <laughs> now show them them titties. But like, I think my, my favorite Bloodhound Gang song that I've ever heard, well, oh, man, it's really hard for me to pick. I really like Untis. Oh, yeah. Just because like, that's the I really like that style of music. But that song that's like, Ain't my job to fuck you on your birthday. Ain't oh, yeah. my job to fuck you on your birthday anymore. Like that song's fucking fantastic. Oh yeah. And then of course everybody knows Bad Touch. Oh yeah. Yep. Bad yeah. Touch is like that. People say they're a one-hit wonder, but like that was their one hit. But yeah, dude, there's so much fucking good music in their catalog that yeah. yes, Hazel specifically. Go listen to the lap dance is so much better when the stripper is crying. It will make Barbie Girl sound like a gospel album. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, here's one from Steph. Good old Steph. I got a random one. Did you play any sports as kids? If not, any hobbies that might surprise us? I did play sports as a kid. Um, I played football in fifth grade, sixth grade, and eighth grade. Um, as a little kid, I played like, you know, soccer, t-ball, and stuff like that. Then uh, in high school, I actually played for the high school golf team. Like, I liked golf, but I was never good at it. But when you played on the golf team, like two days a week, you got to go 
to play, you got to leave school at like 10 a.m. Because a round of golf took like six hours or something. You had to do it during the day. So we got to leave at like 10 o'clock and I didn't have to go to class. That was fucking amazing. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'm on the golf. I was like six seed out of like eight people. Like I was fucking terrible at it, but it fucking got out of school like two days a week. So what about you? Uh, I played T-ball. And I was one of those. God, it, it always used to feel so good. I would either hit fouls until I fouled onto the plate oh, yeah. or I would crack that motherfucker out of the out of the park. There was no in between. <laughs> Did I, I send you that T-ball clip that I've been laughing at like two days now? Uh, I don't feel like I did. sent it to you. you might so, like, have. It's the fucking craziest shit. A kid like they're playing T-ball. A little kid hits the ball, right? It goes to like shortstop where five kids converge to try to catch it while it's rolling on the ground. The kid, instead of running to first, runs straight to second, straight through the middle of the field, right? <laughs> the funniest part of it, though, is the fucking kid, like one of the kid goes to run away and he's like running towards first. The other kid throws the ball to him for some reason. Like I said, this kid is like headed to second, but they throw the ball towards first. This kid turns around. The ball hits him like right on the top of the head. Like, dude, he fucking does the most dramatic, like spin around collapse in the fucking like, dude, I fucking <laughs> died laughing watching this kid just like because his mom or some some adult comes over and he immediately gets up. He's not even rubbing his head. So I don't think it hurt him bad yeah. but like the most dramatic fucking like hits him he like does a 180 and just like oh, just fucking flops to the <laughs> ground dude i gotta find it and send it to you it was the funniest shit i've seen this week i'll have to uh try to post it in the facebook group if i can find it again yeah for sure dude um i have this like vivid memory of me going up to plate one time and all the kids being like oh it's dalton he's slow everybody move in I was like, all right. And I cracked the ball out of the park and then just casually walked around the bases like, yeah, eat my asshole. Like, I didn't talk like that back then, but you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. um, other other things that might surprise you, I don't know. I was a skateboarder and I was actually decent for a fat kid, if you can believe it. I wasn't good, but I was decent. Um, but I think we've talked about that. I've, I know we've talked about me, that I was a Boy Scout. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really like to cook and bake, but like that's no fucking secret. Uh, <laughs> damn, um, I wanted to see if I can find that clip later on. I thought I'd send it to people, but apparently I didn't. <laughs> you just been enjoying it yourself, you selfish yeah. fuck. Just sitting here fucking laughing about it. Uh, <laughs> like fucking Wayne. <laughs> fuck your kids. <laughs> fuck your kids. I don't give yeah, I don't give a shit about your kids. <laughs> um okay, so here's one from Courtney. Uh what is a hill you would die on? Uh a hill I would die on. Obviously, with the theme of this week is human rights. Willing yeah. to die on that hill. Yeah, um, same. Something funny. Um, hmm. What's a hill I would die on? Family Guy is not as bad as people make it out to be. Yeah, I, I, have, I could agree I have, with that. I have friends who just like say that Family Guy is awful, and I just I disagree. And I'm gonna get a message from Nate being like, "I feel called out, man," because. He's one of them. <laughs> you're, call, like, you're called out, Nate. You're called out. Guy's Nate. not that bad. It's not that bad. It really is. It's not. Uh, it's not that good, but it's not that bad either. Yeah, it's not. The, it's not the greatest thing on television by far, but it, it's fucking. Funny. It was good, but I feel like it suffers from longevity. Has done more harm than good. Yeah, and you know what like, show I feel like that hasn't happened to is South Park. South Park. Um, 
The Simpsons, like pretty much every episode of The Simpsons is is good. Um, what else? I don't know. Some other hills. I w- oh, here's a hill I'll die on. Shawn Michaels is better than Bret Hart. No, I'll kill you on that hill. No, come on. <laughs> let, let's go. Put on the gloves. Shawn, Shawn Michaels is a better showman than Bret Hart. Technical wrestling, Bret Hart's better. Shawn Michaels is a better showman. Yeah, but what matters more on the big stage, man? Ah, uh, dude, I was a fucking, I was a Heart Foundation kid. Like, I had the fucking glasses. I wanted the fucking pink and black fucking jacket. Like, dude, I could have died a happy little kid if I could have been sitting fucking, like, ringside and got him to give me his sunglasses when he came out one time. So, I, I have to ask then, what's your opinion on Goldberg? I like Goldberg, too. Like, I really do like Goldberg. Well, you know he's the one that ended Bret Hart's career. Yeah. Okay, I'm just making but, sure. But by that point, Bret Hart was, it was time for Bret Hart to go at that point. He'd Word. been around for a while, so. I feel you. You know who was like, still having great matches around then? Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah, but Shawn Michaels now has a lazy eye. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Dude, he's still pretty fucking jacked, though. Like, Yeah, he's working down in NXT now. Uh, he's like yeah. a, one of the head trainers, I think. Yeah, I know he was, uh, he was like a performance center trainer for a while like i don't take anything away from sean sean is a hell of a wrestler he's a hell of a showman like that fucking shit he did to hulk hogan was fucking hilarious god like when he fucking fuck yes that was the funniest shit now who's the better showman sean michaels or the rock Ooh. Uh, I think Michaels is the better showman. The Rock is way better on the microphone. See, I think The Rock gets it because, well, let me take that away. Instead of showman, who sells it better? I think The Rock sells shit phenomenally. Like, The Rock taking a fucking stunner from Stone Cold was some of the best shit that's ever happened in WWE. Like, when yeah. Stone Cold would hit him with a stunner, that motherfucker would do, like, four backflips across the ring, fucking hit the ropes, fall and flip forward. And Now, I want to say that the best the best sell I've ever seen on the stunner was from Scott Hall. Like, Austin hit the stunner, and Scott Hall just went, like, straight up and then yep. straight down onto his back, and it was amazing. Um, oh, no, yeah. I, st- I remember that. So he I was still, still Razor Ramon then, wasn't he? Um, no, no, no. This was... Or he, he came, this was the, he came uh, back from WCW when they came back in as the NWO and the WWE. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, dude, I still have to give it to Shawn Michaels. Like, I don't know if anybody sells better than Shawn Michaels. Um, but that's dude, okay. That, yeah. I will. I will defend Shawn Michaels on that clip I sent you. I think it was earlier this week where it was Shawn Michaels and Triple H against uh, the Road Warriors and fucking uh, was it Hawk that hit him with that clothesline out of nowhere. Like yeah, I'm wondering if I'm wondering if Sean realized that was coming, or if that fucking that genuinely looked like it blindsided him. And I thought maybe he fucking died when that shit. <laughs> he got that, hit so fucking hard. That shit was not a clothesline, bro. That was a goddamn lariat. Like yeah. holy fuck, he threw it. Yeah, that was he like a hit JBL. Him level. So goddamn hard. <laughs> Take your fucking head off. Like reverse scorpion his ass in the fucking floor. <laughs> uh, okay. uh I think this question is probably more for me uh, from Kana. Indica or Sativa, or is it just all bullshit, and is Strudel just Strudel? Yeah, I was going to say, I have no opinions on weed. Like, I'm 100% pro-weed. Like, smoke them if you got them. But it doesn't really 
the only highs I've gotten in recent memory have been not great highs, so I just don't really fuck around with it anymore. Yeah, uh, I get these two confused all the time. If I remember right, Indica is the one that chills you out, and Sativa is the one that makes you want to go and do shit. For me, that's weed and cocaine, so... Uh, there's actually a big difference in the two, in Indica and Sativa. Um, one, you'll smoke one of them and just want to fucking chill and watch TV. Um, but then the other one, you'll smoke it and you'll be like, man, I could, I could write a song right now type thing. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. I prefer, I prefer the one that just makes me want to chill and do nothing. (laughs) Uh, but it's probably better for me to smoke the other kind. I will say my go-to weed expert is a, a very hilarious comedian named Ingayo Bellum. Um, if you follow him on Twitter, he's like, this dude's literally been a judge at like international marijuana festivals in Germany and shit. Like he knows his stuff when it comes to weed, fucking super cool guy, funny as shit. Definitely check him out. Um, he's on Twitter. He's on Instagram. I'm pretty sure. I think he's on Facebook. Um, I got to meet him late last year or early this year at a comedy show. Like it's a super cool guy. Uh, definitely check him out. He is a fucking weed connoisseur and weed expert. So, hell yeah! What was his name again? Ingayo N G A I O Bellum. I think it's B E L U M or maybe B E L L U M. I'm terrible with spelling names, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely I'll... link him. Uh, or I'll okay. try to link him. Uh, you know me. I'm, by the time I leave this podcast i'm gonna forget about everything we talked about (laughs) oh man uh okay Uh, up next from jeff uh your favorite african safari animal jeff's favorite is zebras favorite safari animals um i love cheetahs i think cheetahs are really cool oh yeah especially like chester cheetah oh yeah rhinoceroses are super fucking cool too rhinos are badass yeah for sure like if i had uh, to hang out with a safari animal probably a rhinoceros i'm gonna go elephants elephants are super fucking cool too yeah okay since you want a car- carnivore and a herbivore i'll go elephants and lions that's pretty cool like just checking out a pride of lions from a distance from a safe distance <laughs> would be pretty cool um dude did i ever tell you i went to that myrtle beach safari that they talked about on tiger king no, I don't think so. Oh, like, wait, yes, went, you did. Doc Annell's yeah. place. Yeah, I went there several, several years ago. Like, I was still, I don't even think I was married at that point. I think me and Michelle were just dating. Um, we went to it, and I've always thought, you know, because you watch nature documentaries, and they talk about cheetahs. They're like, you know, cheetahs are the bitch of the big cat family. Like, you know, they'll kill an uh, antelope or something, fucking hyenas and vultures and lions will fucking push them around, take their food and stuff. I was like, man... I could totally have a pet cheetah. Like, man, they're fucking bitches, right? Dude, so we go in this fucking place, right? And they put you in this big-ass, like, room that has huge windows all across the back, like 20-foot tall, like, glass wall, basically. They bring that liger out, which is, like, this fucking, like, 900-pound fucking lion-tiger mix. And then they, like, open a door. They're like, all right, go out there with it. And I'm like, oh, the fuck you say? So we go out there, but you're kind of like a safe distance from this guy, and they've got him like on a chain and shit, right? 
So they're talking about him and stuff, whatever, you know, and they walk you over through this little path. They've got like those 10 foot by 10 foot canopies set up with a bunch of folding chairs. Like, all right, everybody take a seat. So we sit down there like we're going to bring a cheetah out. They're like, now it's a male cheetah. He's fully grown. He can run like 45 miles an hour or something like that. So like it don't don't make extended eye contact with it, because if it takes you as a threat, he's going to lunge at you and there's nothing anybody can do to stop it. He's just going to fucking rip your throat out. So I'm like, okay, so he brings this motherfucker out, dude. He sits his motherfucker down and I'm talking about, dude, his fucking head is like four to five feet off the ground. Like this motherfucker is way bigger than I thought he was going to be. Yeah. So I'm sitting there looking at him and he fucking turns and looks at me and I'm just like, I wasn't looking at you, Mr. Cheetah. I promise. I, I wasn't looking at you. <laughs> but I do. He fucking bitched me out just sitting there on a fucking collar and leash like a dog. I was like, man, this motherfucker jumps on me. I, no, he's a little bigger than I thought he was going to be. What's amazing, too, is like as big as that cheetah is, that thing is like dwarfed by a tiger. And that's oh, just yeah. terrifying. <laughs> Dude, down there, we did get to play with baby tigers. That was fucking cool. We got oh, to play yeah, with like eight month, like eight month old wolf pups. That was pretty cool. Hell yeah! So, um, let's see. Uh, here's one from Christina. What are your favorite things to do on road trips? Yeah, uh, she uh, she asked me about that today because I asked her. I was like, "Do you have any questions for the show?" And she's always like, "I can't ever think of any good questions." Well, her and her husband are on a road trip up to New York, I think, to see family, and then they're picking up a pinball machine. She's like, what's your favorite things to do on a road trip? And I was like, usually when I go on road trips, I look for comic and video game stores to check out, especially if they're like mom and pop places. I love to go there and spend some money, even if it's not a lot. Yeah. I look for like oddity places, like just hole in the wall, weird shops and stuff. Um, If there's a zoo anywhere around, I try to go to it because I fucking love zoos and animals. Yeah. Um, same, same. If there's an arcade around, I will go play in a fucking arcade if they still exist anywhere I go. Um, and I, like I was telling her, dude, like, I don't know why fucking staying in hotels makes me horny as shit. Like if I'm in a hotel <laughs> with a chick, I'm wanting to fuck while I'm in that hotel, dude. Like, yeah, I don't know why, but like. I get it. It's because it's like you guys can be dirty and nasty. You don't have to clean it up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, man, I can fucking let cum drip on these bed sheets man like some fucking poor underpaid hispanic woman has to fucking wash this shit <laughs> jesus uh, i stay i stay i clean i stay um <laughs> god I, don't, I, I can't follow that like but luckily <laughs> like mine's easy like i'm the most boring i just want to like try restaurants that i've never eaten at before especially like you said hole in the wall like mom and pop joints Oh yeah. Like let me see what you got, Granny. Let me let me try them grits. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Dude, the first time I ever tried this is gonna sound fucked up. First time I ever tried key lime anything, me and my buddy were coming back from somewhere and we saw a sign that was like antique shop, this exit. Like, fuck it, we got time. So we turn off, go find this antique shop. And it's this fucking gigantic like warehouse uh consignment antique place right so we're walking around and the lady that works there had made a pound cake or like a bunt cake or whatever but it made it with key lime jello i was like she handed us both a piece and i was like 
I don't know if I eat key lime and I'm like getting a little anxious because I'm like, I don't want to fucking put this down somewhere and offend this nice lady who like baked this cake for her customers. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to try it. And like, dude, I, and like that shit was so fucking good. Yeah. I was like, man, that's really like I went to, I was like, that's really good. I've never had key lime cake before. She's like, yeah, I put like key lime jello in with the batter. Like the jello powder, put it in with the batter, and it was like, this is fucking really good. So I learned uh, that I like key lime cake. I love key lime stuff, dude. That's some good shit. So. Um, all right, and then we uh, we got one more question, and it's from El Jefe. Actually, we have two more because I got one last minute one text to me, so we'll all do right. Jeff first. Uh, which of these movies do you love more? So we'll go... Fuck Mary Kill. We'll make this interesting. Wizard of Oz, Mary Poppins, Willy Wonka. So I'm going to say first off, Willy Wonka is my favorite of those three. I don't really care about the other two, but yeah. fucking Gene Wilder is a national treasure. or was a national treasure. I love 100%. everything Gene Wilder does. Um, as far as fuck Mary Kill, yeah, definitely would marry Willy Wonka. Uh, the other two, like I don't really know because like Mary Poppins was okay. Wizard of Oz was okay. Like, probably kill Mary Poppins and fuck Wizard of Oz. I don't know. Yeah, that's my answer. I would marry Willy Wonka, fuck Wizard of Oz, and kill Mary Poppins. There you go. Well, then I'll fuck Mary Poppins and kill Wizard of Oz just to be different. Oh, yeah. Maybe she'll hibbity-bibbity-bop on your cock. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I can stick it in her bag, and it'll come out like like a lamppost. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you guys could just jump off something really high, and then you could hump her as you float down, and she just holds yeah. her umbrella. Yeah, It'd be fantastic. Fucking like, yeah, I'm like, oh, babe, want to get kind of kinky, and she's like, I've got just the thing, and opens her bag and pulls out like a six foot long dildo, just fucking pulling it like scarves out of a clown's mouth. And I'm like, ah, who's that for? <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, what's the last question you got? So, last question is from a new friend of mine. She also does podcasts, but I don't know the name of hers. I think she said they're on hiatus at the moment. But she has recently moved, and she said, let's see. What do you do when a moving company fucks you over? So, basically, she hired some movers because she had some issues and couldn't, like, handle the packing and stuff herself. Apparently, they left a bunch of her shit behind at her old house. So now she's oh. trying to figure out how to get back and get it before her lease runs out. So I feel like, A, I'd probably cuss somebody out over the phone. I'd be like, y'all are going to make this shit right or I'm taking you to fucking court. Like, Yeah, absolutely. That 110%. It's like, dude, either y'all bring me the rest of my shit or I either get reimbursed for some of the money or, or something. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And, dude, I hate to say it, but, like, everyone I know who has used, like, a packing and moving company for a big move, shit always goes missing, it seems like. And, like, dude, I'm just too fucking paranoid. Like, I'll pack my shit up myself and then, like, hire somebody to load it on the truck and then unload it at the new house. But I don't trust somebody else to just do all my shit for me. I Yeah, I've never fucked with a moving company. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I've I've... Anytime I've moved out of my parents' house and then subsequently had to move back, I always just did it with myself or like me and a couple of friends. So I, I'm I'm sorry, Jeremy's friend, but I ha I have no input except like I would either try uh, to a get some of your money back or b take that uh, shit to court. 
Her name is Cam, by the way. I forgot that part. Dalton Cam? usually reads the questions, yes. Okay. So I'm 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 not good at this kind of stuff. <laughs> at, you know, the talking good and stuff. We talk good. We talk gooder over here than over there. Yeah. Over her instead of over there. Sometimes it be, sometimes it do. Sometimes oh, it do do. Sometimes it do do. Man, okay. I'm talking away from the microphone because I was stretching. Sorry. Okay. Dude, watching you stretch, you know what I fucking want? I want one of those like wheels. I think they're like chirp wheels where you like lay it on the floor and like lay on it and apparently it like breaks your back. Oh, that would be nice. I want to try one of those and see how that is. It's like crack. Oh, fuck. I I want like one of those desks I used to have in high school. Where I could lean back and that plastic chair would bend just uh, enough to get me in that position to be like, pop, 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 pop. Oh, yeah. thank you. Uh, Dude, I saw one of those videos of like the thing. It's like shaped like a D and you can adjust how tall it is. You like lay on it. Like heavy set African-American woman lays on it. And I swear to God, it sounded like a fucking shotgun went off. Right. It's like, pow. And then like she just fucking just just blows the biggest fucking fart and she's just like oh like i'm pretty sure when her back pops she shit herself because she's just like oh. so and just like rolls over off the bed <laughs> my thing is like if you record that shit happening why would you post that on the internet like i guess you get over it and you're like this shit's really funny i'm gonna post it and go viral yeah yeah fuck it why not but like i swear f- to god that woman shit her pants one of my friends uh went semi viral on TikTok because she went down a uh, uh what would you what do you call that where you like hook yourself to the a zip line. She went down yeah. a zip line and as she approached the bottom of it cuz it was like a homemade zip line when she got towards the ground that motherfucker just broke and she just went, oh. boom and hit the ground it was fucking hilarious. Uh yeah. Dude, do you remember uh Bert Kreisner telling the story about his family going zip line? about his daughter's not listening to the guy giving the instructions he's like then they go down zip line with their fucking legs spread eagle and just go fucking badge first right into a tree oh <laughs> ow god damn that would suck i don't have a badge but i can imagine like getting your balls uh, squished like that you go straight oh, yeah. sunny sunny bono on your own nose that yes. would fucking suck <laughs> i'm gonna oh. use that from now on getting kicked in the nuts like oh yeah fucking fall off your skateboard hit the rail fucking go sunny bono on your own nose because yeah. <laughs> you, you get hit there you're just like oh no oh, 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 yeah. oh god damn it <laughs> oh man all right well on that note i am ready for a shower and food i have not eaten in like a long time and i'm very hungry so i'm gonna go ahead let's do the house cleaning my good sir all right um Here's- or housekeeping whatever uh I think it's my turn to do them. I think you did them last week. Yeah, go uh, for not, it. Not that it matters. But, yeah. but if you would like to send us an email, like if you want to send us a question that would be uh, anonymous, like, or, you know, you just don't want your name put with your question. You could, and, uh, or if you just don't use social media and this is how you want to get a hold of us, yet another BS pod at gmail.com. If social media is your thing, then you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash yet another BS podcast. Twitter is more of your your uh, vein of things. Uh, we are at Yabspod, Y-A-B-S-P-O-D. Uh, he is at Just Call Me Jezza. 
and I am at Super Nerd Dalton. Um, you can also catch me on my Steam Machine podcast, which is uh, a bi-weekly PC gaming show where me and Nate and Willie play through my massive backlog of PC games. Uh, you can also catch me on the JRPG Report, which is a weekly JRPG news show. Um, if you want to hear our episodes, read our show notes, and check out their songs of the week where I link them all, um, you can find that at yabspod.wordpress.com. It's a little website I have made up for that. And uh, is there anything that you'd like to plug here at the end, my good sir? Um, my dick in an electrical socket? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, nah, right. nothing I can think of. I've started doing Twitch, but I've kind of not doing it as much now. With a, It's chaotic at my house right now, but hopefully in the next month or so, things will settle down. I may be able to do a little bit more streaming. So, yeah. Well, hell yeah, man. Hopefully, hopefully things will chill out soon enough and you'll be able to Got do you. that. Um, I have a recommendation. There's a, a book that I listened to the audio book of. It's uh, called Kayfabe uh, Story. Uh, fuck, I don't remember the sub tag for it, but it's called Kayfabe. It's by Sean Oliver. It's really fucking good, but it's wrestling stuff. So, I mean, if you're not into wrestling, you won't care. But if you are, uh, check it out. I'll, uh, I'll be sure to try to remember to link that too. On that note, uh, for Jeremy... My name is Dalton, and as always, ladies and gentlemen, take it easy.